Leipzig. How good is that? He's done a blindly time. What a way to bring a bunge. A cracking try. Big room on the mountaintop. You could hear a pin drop. And now, overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Good morning, everyone. Ray Thomas here with the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. We're not in Las Vegas like it seems half of Australia are at the moment. We're at French's Forest Studio. Neil Breen alongside me, but... I've heard that song so often in the last week. I think I can recite every single word, but gee, it gets you pumped up, doesn't it, for today? Oh, Ray, good morning to you. Good morning to everybody. Well, I'm just glad it's here. Have <laughs> you build ever seen a build? It's bigger than the build-up to the Sydney Olympics was. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's but incredible. It, but tell me, Brenny, from, from afar, and we've got a huge show today. We will talk to our regulars, uh, Phil Buzz Rothfield and Dean Ritchie, live from Las Vegas, and also Peter Vlanes will come on the show just after 9am, but from what we've seen, Brenny, it seems to have worked. Well, it's definitely worked from this end, so that's a lock. We 100% know that they've gone for this bold experiment, it's like a season opener, the teams have gone over there, and the publicity Mm -hmm. it has generated domestically in Australia is off the charts like nothing we've ever seen before in NRL. We're always excited, but this has been incredible. Now it remains to be seen if it works on the other side. Yeah. So a crowd of 45,000 or whatever it is they're going to get, that's great. People in Las Vegas will be going, what's this thing that's going on? <laughs> like, you know, rugby. What's it, this rugby? Well, obviously <laughs> the thing at Fremont Street, uh, the, the fan thing and 5,000 turned up. Whether a lot of people are going to watch it on Fox Sports in the United States, and we know that Peter Volandes has worked hard with Lachlan Murdoch, the chairman of News Corporation, the chairman and CEO of News Corporation, got it on American television, Mm. and it goes into a lot of homes. If they choose to turn on, there might be a curiosity factor, and whether it turns into long-term success. There's been, look, there's been a lot of dribble written too. You know, I see, oh, if we get 1% of the market, that means 35 million Americans. Well, that's 10%. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just be realistic about it. But if people in but America... But 1% of the market's a fair chunk. It's still a, a fair, fair chunk. chunk. <laughs> Look, the revenue aspect of it, where can we get revenue in the United States out of rugby league? If someone throws a few dollars our way to broadcast it mm. over there, so maybe Fox is the go for that. Uh, there could be a long-term play with doing... The domestic deals in Australia with News Corporation and all of its entities, and then say as part of that, can you broadcast it on Fox in the US? I think that's where Peter Volandis yeah. is angling. And secondly, if it gets on the gambling roster, mm. if you like, if you start to go into sports books at Caesars Palace and all the big casinos, and there's your ability to bet on Australian rugby league there, and it gets a bit of prominence, then we could get some revenue that way. Either way, 
Ray, I think it's been unbelievable, but I'm just glad it's on. Yeah, can't can't wait. Pete from Orange has chimed in. Boys, it's a great day for footy. Can't wait till kick off in Vegas. So I'm a little concerned for our players' well-being, looking at how close the corner posts are to the grandstand, the astro turf down the sidelines. But bring it on, boys. 100%, Pete. Obviously, we all know that's playing a slightly smaller field, and there is that um, that the, the sidelines very close to where the the crowd is actually sitting. And but you know. Everyone's understood that, that the coaches have tra- trained their teams for it, and it's just enormous for rugby. I, I'd love to know what everyone else thinks. I, mm. Look, the fact that the field is five metres um, thinner, yeah. if you like, not as wide as normal and five metres shorter. Not quite I as don't long. think the fact that it's shorter matters too much. The fact that it hasn't got quite the width and the tiny in goal areas. And the sidelines is so close to the. Yeah, I, I understand yeah. that. I'm just thinking about the actual match itself. Mm. I don't know they'll be high scoring. I, I, yeah. I think it'll be almost as if it's 14 aside, mm. you know, because you're defending less width. And also the kicking game into the in goal and forcing repeat sets of six will need to be really acute. So I think that's a real factor. I've taken a little bit of an all up today. I've taken unders, unders in total oh, points for the Low match. scores. Low yeah, scores. low scores. So... Sea Eagles and Rabbits, I think the uh, the the thing was 40 and a half points. Mm. I took unders and Roosters and Broncos was 39 and a half and I took unders. I always like, if I have a bet on rugby league, I like taking overs because I just cheer for tries. Yeah. I just love but You're right because it, it, it is a confined space. The end goals are smaller. All those things could... Power necess- game. Yeah. Ray, it's so, going to be a power game in the forwards. Exactly. Um Plenty of SMS is already chiming in. You can let us know your thoughts on 0419767272. That's via SMS or the open line 135353. Bringing the orange pillar says, Morning, lads. I don't know about you, but I've never been more keen for the footy this afternoon. This Las Vegas thing can only be good for our game. The coverage on, on Fox has been terrific and really has sort of set the scene for this afternoon's uh, NRL season openers. And, it seems like half of Australia is over there bringing every time you turn on the TV news is NRL jumpers, people walking out up and down Las Vegas, down the strip. And so as you, as you, to your point, PR-wise, it's been extraordinary. PR-wise, domestically in Australia, it's been, oh. it's been absolutely massive. Now, it's, it's not making major play in American newspapers or things like that. But look, it'll be on today. It's a bit of a downtime in American sports. And, and mm. let's see what's happened. I'm I'm happy to say a few things here, Ray. Firstly, to Fox League, congratulations for them for totally embracing it. They've spent Mm. a lot of money. They sent about 50 people over there. Um, All the newspapers have have sent journalists and the websites have sent journalists. So uh, fair play to them. My other employer, Channel 9, I think they've missed a trick here. Okay. Because they've only got one game, they didn't embrace it as much as Fox did that has two. And I think they could have upped the ante a bit as well point, as yeah. the domestic broadcaster. But there'll be a lot of people watching on Channel 9 this afternoon. What are you and Tan doing? How, how are you celebrating well, the we, Las Vegas? As we get home, we're yeah. going for our walk, run, straight to the gym, get it all timed, One thirty, sit down. Just and just watch, sit down and that's watch it? Both What's games? on the menu? I don't know yet. Um, it might be takeaway Chinese. <laughs> yeah, Mate, get a Chinese. Yeah, exactly. You must have won at the horses yesterday. No, got a no I had a bad so day. This is what yeah. I'm doing this afternoon. Mm. So... As soon as I get home from this, my son and I are going to go to the shops and do a few things. Yep. We're going to buy all the ingredients to make homemade meat pies. 
And so we're going to sit down. You're a bit of a cook, aren't you? Brent? Yeah, well, I don't mind cooking. I quite mm. like cooking. I like cooking meat pies from scratch. This will be the kid version, which I make with mince. They like that yeah. better. So we're going to make meat pies, the Savo. We're going to watch all the footy. Yeah. Both games. Yeah, absolutely. Back yeah, to back. And I've told Lizzie, I said, don't hassle Harry and I for sitting on the couch, the Savo. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And then we'll have a big meat pie dinner. And you know what? For all those That's people all listening about, right? out there, if you you really sit down and watch back-to-back games, do it today because this is an historic moment in NRL. It's going to be fascinating. Um, when I last checked late yesterday, uh, late last night, I was texting a couple of people overseas, 45,000-plus tickets had been sold, Bringy. They're expecting a walk-in of about 5,000. So They'll get 50,000, 50, I reckon. That is amazing. It's that an incredible, it's incredible crowd. Well done to everyone. The field looks amazing. Look, there's all sorts of things about oh this and that and and um, the width of it and everything. The games will be on the Savo. I think it'll look absolutely spectacular. The field looks incredible, but Allegiant Stadium, when you see them wheel that field in mm. from outside, mm. the way that they've done it, the new ground for Tottenham Hotspur and those grounds around the world, it's got a roof on it. In Australia, for some reason, we get so tied up in political bun fights when we build stadiums. No roofs, nothing. Yeah, that we always come up with a really good stadium, like the new Allianz. Mm. Fantastic. The corporate facilities, everything. Sands but we didn't roof. put a roof on no, it. Sands roof. <laughs> we didn't put a roof on it. Like, why did we do that? It's just The Olympic bizarre. Stadium, last weekend, Taylor Swift, four nights. I can tell you, and this is a... Dead set true story. Night one of Taylor Swift was on a knife's edge to be called With that off. storm, yeah, yeah. And it was the wind. Oh, okay. Because of the sound speakers, right? Of course. They yeah. were so petrified of the sound speakers that were high up in the air because we don't have a roof and we're not protected. We just – politicians are so scared mm. of the negative publicity. Look what's happening in Queensland with the Olympics. You know what's happening? They're chopping and changing every time. Exactly, yeah. We won these Olympics three years ago, done nothing. It's, it's because, a Because, oh, we can't do that, we yeah. can't do this, we can't do the other. Just make a decision, get it and done. And we're going to have, what are they calling it, the Aldi Olympics. We need allegiance yeah. stadiums everywhere. Yeah, it's embarrassing. You know, it's a bit like when you build roads. How often we see roads built with like three three lanes or something. You know full well it's going to need four or five down the track. Well, when we track, first built the Harbour Tunnel. And it costs tunnel. twice as much. The first did the Harbour Tunnel back in the 90s, we mm. should have had a four lanes both exactly, ways. Exactly, yeah. Because while you're down there, it's cheaper to keep going. Exactly right. Bring it while we're at it, because we'll go early with our talk topic today, because we'd love to get all our listeners' views on uh, the 2024 NRL season. Your predictions, it could be your top eight, your premiers, your wooden spooners, the Dallium's. Let us know your predictions for you season tell us 2024. Who you think might get sacked. Whatever you think might happen in 2024. While we're at it, Bring, I know you've done your exercises. Mm. Um, top eight this year for you. Well, I've gone for the Broncos and the Panthers to be the two grand finalists on account of the fact they were so far ahead of third and fourth last year, it wasn't funny. Mm. They both belted third and fourth in the prelims. In yeah. the prelims. So they and in the first round of the finals. So they I just figured they were so far ahead. And I know people talk about oh Panthers, they haven't got this and that. I I've got to go with them. In no particular order after that. Mm-hmm. Melbourne, I was going to leave them out. But I just looked at it and went... The Bellamy factor? They always make it. <laughs> the Bellamy factor. He's they always freak. make it, Melbourne. Yeah. I've got to put the Roosters in because surely they'll be better this year when they were hopeless last year. And when they were hopeless last year, they still made the finals. Mm. I've put the Rabbitohs in, but I'm gambling on Latrell and Cody 
putting their football hats on for the whole season. And Jack Whiten. And big, Jack Whiten. Jack is a big Whiten. in. But those two guys have just got to play football. Whatever do, the other crap yeah, was that was yeah. going on. Well, there's no, there's no excuse for it now, is there? Yeah. Manly, every, look, Manly, sheer mm. weight of hype. Mm. I've got to put Manly in. And then I couldn't leave Newcastle and the Warriors out because of the way they played last year. Mm. And then you go, The Warriors are going to win so many games at home, see? So you give them a big right. tick there. So you give them a tick and, there. And Newcastle just finished so well. And then you go, okay, who have I left out? Well, I've left the, out. Do you have the Eels in there? No, Sorry? I've left Parramatta out, who were a grand finalist two years ago. I've left the Sharks out, who somehow always play well. I've left the Cowboys out. I wanted to put the Cowboys in, but when Cohen Hess was ruled out for the season this mm. week with an ACL, I left them out. Um, so well, you, what could you do? Do you have a Premiers? Yeah, I think the Broncos. Fair enough. Okay. I, everyone goes, oh, the, the scars from last year. The scars from last year won't show until they get back to the grand final. They've lost Flegler. They've lost Farnworth. That's, I know that. I just think they're a good team. Ah, good side. Yeah, a young side. Do plenty, plenty happy. I've got to back my boys. No, fair enough. We'd love to hear your what thoughts. You, what about you? Come on. Oh, well, I'm, I'm... You're going to say, actually, can I tell everyone that <laughs> oh, you're sitting here in a Panthers <laughs> Well, top? only because, can I tell you why? Uh, have you watched Undisputed? No, is it good? It's fantastic. And I know... Do I pop- need to be a Panthers No, you don't. Fan, no. No, because the insight into how that team goes about things is fascinating. The access that they have, they've done it for a couple of years now, but this is over a three-part series, and you don't have to be a Penrith Panthers fan to enjoy it. And the emotional roller coaster that... The way they, they go about their is, business. And Ivan Cleary, I don't know, have you much to do with Ivan Cleary? Yeah, fair bit. Is he the calmest individual on this planet? Mate, so calm. He never gets... He, never gets flustered. Oh, even when... Um, even Cleary, under the pump in a press conference, and I've been to a press uh, conference where he's been under the uh, pump, he never gets flustered. Well, he is amazing. And, like, even... In that grand final, and they had the cameras trained on the coach's box, he, the only time he got really animated when Cleary scored, but only for a second. Then the first, you could see him look straight across at the clock, and they asked him afterwards, what were you doing? And he was thinking immediately, reset, get ready for the kickoff, make sure we get this ball, make sure we don't give the Broncos um, too much ball in the last three or four Amazing. minutes. Give, you give him a set of six, they could score. All those things are going through his head, and you can see it because he's gone from everyone else is going off bananas in the coach's box, but Cleary's immediately calmed down, looked across at the clock, and thought, okay, what do we need to do to win this game now with three minutes to go? But the whole series is just fascinating. So, And you don't have to be a Penrith Panthers fan to okay, enjoy it. Undisputed. undisputed. Yeah, um, I'm but, disputing it this year. No. <laughs> Broncos. Okay, but um, <laughs> let us know your thoughts on the NRL. Season 2024. You can SMS 0419 or course on 135353. Plenty of other sport happening though. Brenny, fascinating test match in New Zealand. Australia's batting woes, they have been masked by our bowling all summer. They were exposed in that second test against the West Indies. Yep. They were exposed again yesterday, losing 6 for 37. Look, they're still in control. New Zealand are three down, still need 258 to win. Australia needs seven wickets to win. So on, on balance, you put Australia in the box seat. But there's a young man called Rashan Ravindra. He could be the next superstar of world cricket. He's 56 not out. He's been scoring runs for fun for about 12 months for New Zealand. He's a huge wicket this morning. He can bat long. Mitchell can bat long. It's still game one there, Bernie. I've watched quite a bit of this mm. test, Ray, as I've been going about my business. We can't sugarcoat it. Steve Smith's on the wane. Mm. And when you say he's on the wane, 
It's because he scored hundreds for fun. What are yep. your favourites? He, he he just scored hundreds. He's not scoring hundreds for fun anymore. He's he, getting he, starts. He's getting to 30. He's just a test batsman out. now. He's getting out at 30. He, he's a test batsman as opposed to the undisputed best batsman in the world. Good call. That's what yeah. he's. Marnus Labashain is seriously in the doldrums. He, he he can't score at all. And like, what did he get? One in the first inning. He's off 20, high 20s balls, 27, this 28. Is, he just couldn't score. Exactly. I was talking to Benny Horn during the week, who's the News Limited cricket writer, one of the best there is. And uh, Ben was relaying to me a conversation he was having with Crash Craddock, um, mm. the other great cricket writer at News. And Marnus Labashain is so wrapped up in cricket. It's his whole life. He, obviously, his mm. family comes first, but cricket is right there. And his whole life revolves yeah. around it. And Benny said... That unless he scores runs in either this test match, which he hasn't, or the second test against New Zealand, Australia don't play another test match until next summer, he'll be stewing over that for months after months. The whole after footy months. season. It'll worry him. Yeah, it will. And, and sick. He's got to he's got to work his way out of the problem. Or Australia, the selectors have to work their way out of the problem. Travis Head too has rocks and diamonds. Rocks yeah, and diamonds. Hundred percent rocks and diamonds. So, like we won't sort of give it to him too much because when he scores those hundreds off 90 balls from mm. precarious positions, it's amazing. And Cameron Green's the guy who delivered on the promise. Yeah. Yep. He was and they always innings. said he would and he was always going to because he's too good a player. So he's if we win this test, it's only because of, oh, well, it's because of him and Nathan Lyon. And the bowlers, yeah. 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 And, and, was, and the bowlers. It's a great bowling unit, but uh, that Revenger is a huge wicket um, this morning. If he gets going, he can bat long and he could potentially... If that test gets interesting, Ray, will you flick over from Las Vegas? Yeah. Or... <laughs> I'll be channel just double screen. Uh, I could do that. I could put on my phone, just have the cricket there. And the... I, had, I, like get I, had the, the I get the iPad going. Oh, the races and have the cricket on my phone. Tapping away. I'm pretty able to Um Some things I never change. Max Verstappen absolutely yeah. creamed him in Bahrain overnight. So nothing changes there, Brini, in Formula One. He's, no. just too, he's just too good. He's too good for them. He's got the best car. Although there's been some drama at Red Bull with Christian yeah, Horner. Oh, yeah. Tanya's all over this. She's She loves yeah, it. Well, yeah, well, the boss of Red Bull, Christian Horner, has got himself in all sorts of strife over... And is it an alleged affair with a staff member or we don't have to allege it? There was definitely well, something going on. And there's all the text messages and everything. They Everyone's came out. Paying for they came blood. out after he was cleared by his yeah, own team. Yeah, he got cleared by his own team. And then uh, the lady in question said, "Well, cop these." Oh, jeez. And they weren't good reading. He did oh. look like a bit of a manipulator in them. I read them all. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Tanya sort of let me know what was going on last night going from the races, but I was sort of half listening, half not. But I think the guy's in a spot of bother. I reckon Tanya would be death riding Christian Horner now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's nodding ahead. <laughs> He's in a spot of bother. Michelle from Dubbo's chimed in, bringing my top eight. Roosters, Penrith, Broncos, Warriors, Manly, Storm, Souths, and then either Sharks, Knights or Eels, and the wooden spoon for the Dragons. Oh, Michelle, don't like that. Well, you know... I, look, I was thinking Dragons for Wooden Spoon, but then how can you not pick West Tigers? Mm. Like, and I'm not saying that to be mean to West Tigers fans or anything like that. I just don't think they have the cattle. Yeah, they were bad against. I know it's in a trial game. Oh, and everyone had a go at me last week, but they were terrible. Against I know, the and I just Benji Marshall is is such a confident fellow, mm. um, and he'll have this attitude that he can do things his own way. What Benji Marshall is really going to struggle with mm. this season is that he won't be in control of the narrative. He likes to be in control of things. How does he cope things. with media pressure, do you reckon? Because oh, oh, they I, focus on coaches, particularly I, I, I don't is... think he'll handle it because he won't 
Nobody can control the narrative in rugby league. Wayne Bennett tries to, others try to, um, maybe Peter Volandis does, <laughs> but um, I, and he won't be able to. And I don't, I don't think he'll be able to shut down from it. And I think, I think that'll be his biggest challenge is being able to accept the fact that West Tigers aren't very good. They're going to have to rebuild and go forward. Mm. But he'll be under no threat. Mm. Like he's got the job for as long as he wants. If you go if you go through the seventeen clubs, and we can do it as an exercise later in the show, you and I, Ray, yep. and work out which clubs have got a coach that could be sacked, not many of them are sackable. Yeah, good call. Now yeah. you go through it. Well the Broncos won't be, the Panthers won't be, Melbourne won't be, the Roosters won't be. Demetrio, question mark on him. Seabold? No, I think he's fairly safe pretty early in the tenure. Okay. At the a lot moment, rests on Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo is fit. Newcastle won't. Yep. Warriors won't. The Sharks won't. The Dogs won't. The Cowboys, maybe, if yeah. they keep going backwards. The Titans won't. They just got one. The Eels, maybe. Dolphins, well, there's a change coming anyway. Mm-hmm. And St. George uh, Flano just started. Yeah. No, good call. Uh, hey, Brini. Yes. The Shell Harbour Happy Dragon. I reckon he set the tone for the. This. We need to go to a break, but he says, "Morning, lads. Merry Christmas. The footy is back." <laughs> and he's taken a leaf out of your book, Ree. What he's going to do for for food, etc. This afternoon, he's nailed it. What a great day for cold beers, meat pies, and rugby league. Enjoy your day, boys. One hundred percent. That's what you're doing. Meat pies from the Breen household, yeah. homemade. But I, I won't drink beer all afternoon. Don't you? Yeah. No. No. Have a couple of quiet ones. Oh, I might have a little one tonight. I've got to get up early tomorrow. I've got to do over a baddie for a current affair tomorrow, Ray. What are you doing? Just doing over a baddie. <laughs> a criminal or something. <laughs> are you enjoying that? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and should give it a plug. I know it's a rival radio station, but you get start on continuous call next week. Yeah, next week I'll be on the continuous call team every Sunday. Fantastic. Right, so you can, you can double radio. You can listen to the races... And to continuous call team. BSB and just do the, and then go to sound the right races. Just and then, over and across and back, away you go. You'll enjoy that. And we'd love to hear your thoughts, as I said earlier, on your NRL predictions for 2024 or indeed anything to do with sport. I know it's all about rugby because we can't wait for the kickoff at 1.30pm, but there's plenty to talk about in the world, so world of sport. Listening to Brainy and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. I don't care if the sun don't shine I do my drinking in the evening time When I'm in Las Vegas You can sit in the sun and camp I get my color from a sunray lamp When I'm in Las Vegas Talking all the overnight action The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend Next time I come, I'll bring my Dean Martin singing a song called Las Vegas and getting his son from a sun, the colour from a sunray. Geez, that's old school, isn't How it? How about that? Dean Martin, eh? You think of Dean Martin, you think of Las Vegas, don't you? Remember when you were a kid and you had sore legs from playing footy and mum and dad would get out the heat lamp? Put it on yeah, your legs. Did you ever yeah, do that? Yeah. And the deep heat? The deep heat. Oh. Wasn't it the opposite of what the, what should have been happening? <laughs> I think back a lot of things. I think ice baths weren't really around in the 70s. No, anyway. a lot of things did back in those days. The opposite <laughs> of what we should have been doing. Race replay time, Brenny, because there is so much to talk about out of the Randwick meeting yesterday. Group 1 racing back in Sydney in the two-year-old lead-ups. The first of those Golden Super lead-ups was the Skyline Stakes. Storm Boy.
back in town. Frost revved up coming down the outside. He gives the favourite some rain now, Storm Boy. He's two lengths clear inside the 150 from Frost and Duvana. They're fighting out the miners, but you can see what all the fuss is about. The multi-million dollar cult Storm Boy wins in a cakewalk. Prost best of the rest second. Devana third, then parkour. Further back to President. Yeah, it's interesting. Brenny went from 280 to 230 in the golden slipper. I wouldn't say everyone was totally convinced by the win, but James McDonald said something after the race, which is stuck in my mind ever since. He said he thought he was going flat chat around the turn into the straight on Storm Boy, and then two strides later... This Colts just lengthened and just and zoomed away. And he was not fully wound up, which you would expect. The grand final, so to speak, the Golden Sipper is three weeks away. He'd had one barrier trial between the Magic Millions and yesterday. So they've left some that cliche room in the tank for Storm Boy. Prost's a good Colt, but this Storm Boy, could, there's a touch of freak about him, Brenny. Yeah, and there was that little tiny moment at the start. Yeah, he sort he- of. Half pig root or he something. He didn't quite yeah. jump properly, yeah. but he gathered enough speed. Yeah, you could watch it yesterday and go, he won by a couple, but he didn't win by five. Mm. And But you don't want him to win by five, do you? Because you want to have something in reserve. It was a bit like, if you go back and look at his win, was it at Eagle Farm or Doom? Prior to the Magic Millions. Prior to the Magic 100%. It was the same type of thing where it was a small field. He was a bit wide in that race. Mm. He won and you went, oh, I don't know. And then he goes to the Magic Millions and just went crunchola. Mm. It's just everyone who rides this cult, and J-Mac has sung a similar song now, is that there was something about him. When he's under pressure, he's got this huge lung capacity and he just finds again. And just when you think he's going to you know, be put under the hammer here, he'll find three links. Where would you like to see him draw for the slipper? Midfield. Yeah, I don't want him on the fence because yesterday was an example where if he does just get away a touch slow, that slipper crunch when they come across from the outside, it's a worry. If he draws eight or ten, perfect. Even out wider, I wouldn't necessarily put a line through Cross him. them all? Yeah, because it's still tough, but he can then gather and get across at his own leisure. Yep. But if he draws, say, eight to ten, perfect for that Colton. Yeah, he's going to be hard to beat. And he's into $2.30 already for the Golden Sipper. The filly's pretty promising. Her name is Manal. She wins a sweet embrace convincingly. And quickly, Manal moved up to join Shadow Miraval. Fly, fly, and Extreme Diva are powering home. It's Manal in front of Fly, fly. Manal, a length and a half to Fly, fly. And Manal, too good in the sweet embrace. Beat Fly, fly. Extreme Diva, third. Shadow Miraval, fourth. Then Diddle Dumpling. Yeah, Michael Friedman trains. He knows how to win Golden Sippers. One one would stay inside in 2021 and Manal three starts two wins in a second one of the I think along with Lady Camelot the two best fillies so far and they'll be hard to beat come Golden Slipper Day there was a stat in your story they have to beat the Colts though. oh the Jim Crack winner yeah, the, yeah no Jim Crack winners ever won the Slipper which Manal won back in spring first Golden Slipper was 1957 no Jim Crack winner has ever won a Golden Slipper the Breeders Plate running the same day has thrown I think 8 or 10 Golden Slipper winners over the yeah, years right. the Jim Crack none but nice filly Manal gives the impression maybe even 1400 metres might suit a better Michael Friedman was saying that so yeah. it, and I think he'll definitely Go to the slipper because have a throw at the stumps, but I think he quite likes the size. Exactly, yeah. The very elegant stakes. Fangirl was backed into I think a dollar thirty by post time, but we keep calling this horse a giant killer. But Kerry Parker summed it up. He's not a giant killer. Think it over. 
He's a giant. It's Think It Over, a length to Linderman. Fangirl is closing in. It's Think It Over, a length and a half to Fangirl. Think It Over is kicking hard. Think It Over wants it. Fangirl can't get there. And the King of Kembla, Think It Over, was able to beat Fangirl about a length on the wire. Then came Linderman from Cascadian, further back to Arapahoe. Athabascan. Fantastic Nash for Willow Ride. He's making a habit of this, um, Brini. If you remember this Quinn's Mistakes ride two years ago, he went to the outside fence, ran down Zaki on Think It Over. He'll be famous for that. He'll be almost as famous for this. He saved ground on the inside. Fangirl, we all knew, would go back from the outside barrier, would settle last, would have to come wide like the Apollo Stakes. Everything went to script for Fangirl, but Nashville Willis saving ground and think it over his heart. He's just tough. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Really good win. Look, I think yesterday we saw a classic example of there'll only ever be one Winks. Yeah. You know, Fangirl won like Winks. Like it it did. I I don't care what anyone says. And you can compare that win to a Winks win. But then Winks would win every race. Yeah. No matter the circumstance. Winks and Black Caviar. They just, they, they just won. They just won. It, it, and you think back, and it's just remarkable. What Black Caviar, 25 starts, 25 wins. Winks, once she got going, final 33 starts, 33 wins, 25 at group one level. You're right. Always won. We'll never see another horse like Winks again. Surround stakes, um, Adam Hieronymus, he lost the right on Storm Boy. That's the game. But, gee, funny how the, the swings and roundabouts, so to speak, Brainy, here he is on Tropical Squall, winning another Group 1. Inside the 200, Tropical Squall led the way. Up on the inside, Steffi Magnetica, learning to fly, is grinding. Tropical Squall's kicking hard. Steffi's in for the fight. Tropical Squall, a neck in front to Steffi Magnetica. Tropical Squall clings on. Tropical Squall and Adam Hieronymus combined for another Group 1 success. Just beating a game, Steffi Magnetica. Then came learning to fly Macarena and Tutta Levita closing off. Further back, Kamachi. Yeah, she was tough, Tropical Squall, first up, and Steffi Magnetica tried hard underneath her, but she held on to win, and she's in for a good autumn. Another big one for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. I I think the story with the three-year-old fillies is there's no superstar amongst them, but there's a very good bunch, and it's a lottery. Yeah, yeah. Every week's a lottery. draws, tempo, all those things. The whole thing. You look at it yesterday, um, learning to fly – Second up after twelve months, maybe just two. Levita was good. Yeah, for two. Levita was further. good. Mm. Like, of course, the first three were good. Um, Tiz Invincible won three or four on the bounce in the spring, mm. but she doesn't look like she's quite come up. Kamachi wins last start, runs midfield. It's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Luck and running, all those things come into play. They're yeah. an even bunch. You're right. Group one racing at Flemington yesterday, and Kira Maher and Jamie Carr combined with Southport Tycoon. Bit of an upset in the Australian Guineas. So the front runner now, V8, claims Hey Fat Cat, but Southport Tycoon looks the danger. V8 about a neck in front. Southport Tycoon moves up boldly. Southport Tycoon takes the lead, draws a neck, draws through Three quarters of a length in front and won the Australian Guineas. Southport Tycoon, a length and a quarter. V8, Riff Rocket, third, Quintessa, four. They were followed by Vadad. Next yeah, Riff Rocket had no luck there, Brini, but uh, he's on track for the derby. Um, Steve from Rudy Hill says, Ray, you're kidding. This test in New Zealand will be over by lunch. The ball is still doing a bit. It is. Ball's turning square. He's a good bat, that Ravindra, but I'm, I'm, when it comes to cricket, I'm a pessimist. Until that last wicket goes, <laughs> I'm all, I, I, I sweat win, bullets. Look, Australia should win the test, I but so. yeah. if New Zealand only loses one wicket in the first session somehow and puts on 80, mm. 
then game on. Yeah. We'll be yeah. no Las Vegas. We're watching the cricket. Oh, I, I get worried about <laughs> it. But um, no, it's it's been fascinating. But again, as I mentioned earlier, Brenny, is it? It's fair to say that our batting woes, or our batting problems, have been masked by, by the bowling, the bowling and unit, and the fact they are such a great bowling unit. But and they're not getting the West Indies test wasn't good. Unit. No, the West Indies test wasn't good. Losing that one in, and then this second innings collapse, six for thirty-seven. Nathan Lyon top scoring with forty-one. The, mm. But he he shouldn't have top scored because he got dropped a sitter oh, on the last yeah. ball. <laughs> Southie, at yeah. third slip. He just kept, it was one of those ones that was between where you have your hands down and put your yeah. put your fingers down or got fingers in a funny up. Position. Yeah, yeah. So that was the last ball on Friday. Exactly, yeah, yeah. But it's going to be a fascinating test match. I agree, Australia in the box seat, but Ravindra will be um, certainly carrying a lot of New Zealand hopes. We'll take a quick break. Listening to Brini and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Talking all the overnight action. Incredible anticipation. What an epic, a magnificent try. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Brini and Ray. Think it over. Tremendous in the very elegant stakes yesterday. His third group one, his trainer, Kerry Parker, is on the line. Kerry, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, thanks for joining us, Kerry. I loved your quote yesterday when you said everyone calls this horse a giant killer, but to you he's just a giant. And he is. He does this repeatedly, Kerry. Yeah, very much so. He's just a very good horse, you know. He's just that huge will to win and... uh uh, yeah, you just, uh, well, I've been training him for 30 years and uh, <laughs> waited a long time to find him, but, geez, he's just been one out of the box. Well, what? Yeah. He's, he's unbelievable, Kerry. It's Neil Breen here. Look, obviously, we knew about the injury. You got him up last spring. Unbelievable performances there. He goes out. He just keeps coming up. How do you get him to come up? What is he, eight years old now? Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's an eight-year-old. Yeah, handling him, you wouldn't – he doesn't think he's an eight-year-old. You know, he's uh, nice and sprightly and still uh, still keeps you on your toes now and then. But, uh, no, he just uh, he just does it himself. He just – I'm sure he just really enjoys racing. He loves his yeah. game. Uh, and he uh, – yeah, he thrives off, off it. It's, uh, it's all about him and uh, he, he knows that, you know. Uh, uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful animal. You said yesterday – Kerry, um, that the horse had his game face on. He knows it's race day. He knows when it's time to perform. Yeah, well, he he had me smiling all week. I just uh, uh, you can just see the change in him. You know, like uh, I suppose I know him pretty well now. Uh, but this week he was just focused and on the job in his track work. And uh, yeah, on uh, Thursday morning I was just smiling from ear to ear as he was pulling up. Um, and he, just the way he has a little play and he lets, lets you know that he's well and uh, everything was sort of on song, so to speak. He, he, knew, he knew what he was there for. Kerry, did, did yourself and Nash talk about fangirl and tactics? The horse is thirty. Everyone's saying it won like Winks first up and it did, fangirl. Kind of looked unbeatable. What did you do to say, how can we unsettle fangirl? How do we beat her? Uh, well, I just think at first up we were uh, we had to do some work and cross them. Uh, you know, we, uh, the speed map looked a little ugly for us, and he'd done a bit of work, and he wasn't, you know, uh, fully wound up. And and yesterday on the speed map, it always looked like he was going to get a nice run. Uh, you know, a little bit of genuine tempo around him, where he was going to get a nice run tucked away, where fangirl you knew was going to be back. Uh, 
But no, as far as the tactics go, mate, I, I was just telling, I just told Nash how, how well the horse was and, and thought he was on song to run an absolute cracker and Nash done the rest. Yeah, he certainly did. Um, Kerry, how has he pulled up and is the plan at this stage still to go to the Ranvet Stakes on Golden Slipper Day? Yeah, pulled up really well, as he does. He's tough as nails. Uh, he pulled up terrific, uh, nice and bright this morning. Uh, and yeah, that, that's our plan to go to the Ranvet and then the uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, and, of course, you won the Quinn's Mistakes two years ago. To think now, after all this horse has been through, he's potentially on that path again, Kerry. Can, can you even put that into words? Yeah, not really. Yeah. <laughs> not, not really, you know. Uh, uh, I've, uh, I've enjoyed the ride from day one, you know, mm. from the moment he's walked in the bar and he's... Uh, uh, I think all of us have. We've just in, enjoyed the ride. The ride he's taken us on and uh, the thrills he's given us. Uh, and then, of course, the, the downside of that when he had an injury, um, you know, uh, to get it all back again, uh, you just, yeah, unbelievable. Like, uh, when he won the seven stakes last prep, uh, I was absolutely thrilled, you know, to to get him back and to win a, win a big race like that uh, was tremendous. But then... For yesterday to come back and score that uh, G1 beside his name, you know, after after that and uh, just the, the, the way he went about it, uh, yeah, the words he's can't amazing. describe that. Yeah, no, he's amazing. Just a quick one. Kerry, hope in your heart, your other good horse, um, is she far away? No, uh, she looks like being retired, I oh, think. Um, okay. Yeah, she's she's likely to go to the uh, chairman sale, I think. Uh, just had that injury there, kicking out and uh, stitched, got had to get stitches and things. And uh, I think the owner's uh, sort of finally, I think that making that decision that he, she'll probably be uh, um, retired yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a broodmare. Uh, if not, well, then she may come back for a, as a six-year-old prep, but I, I'm tipping they're leaning towards selling her. Uh, fair enough. She's been a great horse for you too. Uh, yeah, very much so. Exactly. And just finally, Kerry, the game never stops. You've got two at Maruya this afternoon. Are you heading down there or you get a chance to put your feet up and watch a bit of footy this afternoon? I would have loved to have watched <laughs> the Vegas, but uh, my float driver's uh, taking a little bit of a break. And, Your and float he driving. <laughs> he, he needed one. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the float driver. I'm heading to Maruya. Okay. Um, single crown and Serafima are in successive races there, five and six. Can you give us a steer into either this afternoon? Uh, look, single crown's got a little bit of weight, but I, I thought his, his uh, first sort of fresh run up there last start was terrific. Uh, I expect him to to run a cheeky race. Um, the other mare, Serafima, she's just been racing in uh, in races that have just been a bit too strong for her. And um, today, getting back to a benchmark 58 in the country and just over the 1,200 metres, I'm um, hoping that's the secret to her. Like, the both horses are going well. Uh, could, couldn't steer anybody in, but uh, I'd be just a little each way, a little each way play. No, fair top enough. Four and yeah. hope for the best, you know? No. Fair enough. Thanks so much. Hey, Kerry, congratulations on that win yesterday. He's a remarkable horse. Think it over. And he's not finished yet. Can't wait for the Ranvet. And best of luck going right through the autumn with him. No, thanks very much, guys. Enjoy. Thanks so much. There's Kerry Parker. Great trainer. Great bloke. Doesn't it sum up racing, though? Yeah. <laughs> the Kerry Parker trains that Group 1 win yesterday. Yep. Massive victory. Wonderful horse. Comeback horse last spring. Still going in the autumn, knocks over the hot pot, but he's got to drive the float to Maria. <laughs> Two runners in a benchmark 58 at Maria. That is that is the game. It never stops. <laughs> I'll make a quick point, and, and people are sending us in SMSs about this. There were a couple of key stats out of the races yesterday, Ray. One was that J-Mac had an 
unbelievable book of rides and road one winner. Mm. Happens, and not really through happens. any fault of his own. Uh, even the fangirl ride, it fangirl, went, went to script. You know? The horses just didn't quite fire, like our Kobe's son, and mm. there were plenty of them. I tipped into, uh, I had a bet that he'd ride four winners or more at $3.10. I thought it was a lock. It's never as easy as it looks on paper, is it? I know. If it and then was. after after our Kobe son got rolled in the second race, I thought, I think I've done my money cold here. <laughs> and it's race two. And also, uh, one of the listeners wrote to us and said there was a key stat yesterday. Yes, yeah, so Mick wrote to us, said, yesterday's racing produced something as rare as rocking horse poo. <laughs> he said, Chris Waller and Tony Gollan failed to win a Saturday race. I'd like to know when... The last time that was ha- that happened. Yeah. Chris did win with a tissue in the blamey at Flemington. In Melbourne, yeah. yeah did win it, in Sydney. Yeah, or... it happened. It's competitive racing. Our next guest Good win will... a tissue. Yeah. Our next guest will certainly attest to that. Richard Cowan is online. Rich, good morning. And if the game was as easy as it was on paper, we'd all be multi-multi-zillionaires, Rich. <laughs> exactly right. So we're an outdoor sport. Plenty of elements indoor. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bree. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I... I think the highlight yesterday, and you just spoke to Kerry, was to get a, an old war horse like the uh, East Champion back yesterday uh, from all the injuries to come back and, and win yesterday. Just goes to show what a great horseman he is, uh, Kerry Parker, no doubt about that. And think it over, great win, great win. Yeah, Richie, what did you think about Kerry? He has the Group 1 winner yesterday, and today <laughs> he's driving the flow to Maruya. Yeah, it happens. It happens. That's life. Uh, Kerry, a great... And you know what? As much as he loved yesterday, he'll, he'll love being on, in the truck on the way down the coast today because it's championships day. There's going to be a massive crowd down yeah. there. And mm. Even though it's a different style of atmosphere, I reckon Kerry will enjoy it today just as much. Exactly. We haven't spoken a lot about Nash Willer, um, Rich, and he reminds me on some occasions to the great Jimmy Cassie in that by that I mean he's prepared to do things that are outside the box. He, he will two things that no one else expects. At Canterbury sometimes when he draws wide, Rich, you'll attest to this, he'll stay out wide and then cut across at the first corner and do that slingshot type action. It's it's fascinating to watch. Think it over. We all remember that outside fence ride in the QE to win it two years ago. Yesterday he's cut the corner, saved the ground, pinched probably a couple of lengths maybe, Rich, um, on Fangirl. That was the difference. Oh, yeah, I've got no doubt he's safe. Um, it was probably four lengths difference. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, the yeah. way... Look, just to put things, if you ever try and work out Nashua Willow, you'll end up in a loony bin <laughs> yourself. Uh, don't ever even think to work and sit down and think you've worked out Nash because Nash, Nash just does things you don't expect. You think you're having a conversation, next thing you know the line's dead and you got to, you, you hang up and he goes, what do you hang up for? You say, well, I thought you, I thought the line had cut out. He said, no, I was just thinking what I was going to say. He, he is no doubt one of the great riders we've ever seen. Some rides, I just think Nash delves too much into his mind and thinks and he'll turn in a, uh, a bad ride, but that's making split-second decisions at, at the moment. And But when, he, when, he's, when, he's, when he's right, when he believes in what he's doing, Nash, he, he, there's none better in the country. He's a, a great rider. Look, it has to be said, um, and look, we're probably in a rock and a hard place. I, I know the trainers uh, and, and I, we've been slightly critical when the tracks rock hard and the, the trainers on the Sunday morning are are dealing with horses that have got joint issues and sore, and they're pouring up sore. But yesterday, we probably went a bit too far. It was The track was disappointing for the amount of uh, rain that had fell, fallen. 
Hey, uh, Rich, I've got to ask you about the two-year-olds yesterday, mate. Storm Boy and Manal, what did you make of both of them? Uh, both very good wins. The $2.80 to $2.30, I'd like to be on whatever gear they're, they're, they're taking. Overreaction, uh, Rich, ridiculous. wasn't it? Overreaction. Um, I don't know how Storm Boy could have fought, firmed off yesterday. He, he was workmanlike. He got the job done. Yes, he, he, he went good, but he didn't startle. Um, I couldn't agree more with what Ray said earlier. I think Ray hit the nail on the head. When you asked him, where do you want him to draw? And the first thing Ray says, I don't want him to draw one. Mm. If he draws barrier one in the slipper, there could be a bit of Barney rubble because in the slipper, it's every man, woman, for yourself, catch and kill your own. And he's nowhere near as brilliant as, say, four or five others in the Waterhouse spot stable. If he finds himself three, four back fence, he could be in a bit of trouble. And that's why $2.30, come on, Breeny. Uh, Ray, go and talk to Tim Ryan. <laughs> Tell him to go and check. Check in the mirror. Get Go a little pair. That was embarrassing yeah. to firm for $2.30. You've got to give the punters a crack to have a go. Bit of a reaction there. The filly, I think she was very good, Breeny. Yeah. I, I agree that maybe she's a 14-miler. A, a but that said, good speed in the golden slipper. But Golden Slipper Day, you only got to go back many years ago. I always remember back to the, one of the best serials I saw in Zeta Day. Zeta Div was beaten by an awful track bias by Starwatch. He toyed with him the fortnight before in the Pago Pago. Barriers and weather, they tell the tale on Golden mm, Slipper Day. Absolutely. And to bring his point, read the three-year-old fillies here. And even Bunch, there's not a filly dominating, but good to see Tropical Squall back, winning group ones in the surround, and great for Adam Hieronymus. Well, it was it was well done from, from Adrian and Gabe. They bypassed the fortnight ago race to 1,200 and said, you know what, we don't want to waste a run. We, we can't compete at the 1,200. We can't get to where we want to be, which is to dominate. They found the 1,400-metre race, and they found a race that was really devoid of a bit of speed, mm. and that was what our topical score. Stepping Magnetic has crept up us on it all. Um, yesterday was the first time that it really began briefly. Tommy Berry got it out of the gates. It's missed the start hopelessly. I think it was at Orange one day. It missed the start by a mile. It was slow out last start with Josh on. Tommy Berry got it out yesterday. But then you've got to forgive. Kamachi got squeezed early. Jason Collett pulled out of the thing. Learning to fly, they rode it too close. But that was probably a bit of the circumstances. It was a great, great win, Tropical score. And two to La Vida. When do you see Chris Waller have 100 to 1? Horse in good a group run. one, little owner run. runs a place. Yeah, good run. She's on track for the Vinery and the Oaks, as one of our listeners said. Hey, um, Rich, just quickly, are you working today or you get a chance to watch the NRL? I'll be watching. I'll be watching. You know what, Ray? I'm divided. I'm going to do this. I'm going to watch one game on Channel 9 and one game on Fox. There, so the, uh, I'll split the loyalty amongst all. I'll watch <laughs> one of each. Um, look, I, I text I text you, mate, you're going to have on a little bit later and just said... Um, there's knockers everywhere in life. You can't win in some. It's like when Taylor Swift, uh, who was a superstar, the shooting that was in Kansas after the Super Bowl, she donated 100000 to the cause. Next, you know, people are bagging and saying, you're worth so much more. Why are you giving 100, oh, only 100000 Sometimes yeah. you can't win in circumstances. And I said to Peter Valendis, you should be proud. The publicity back here has just been amazing. I can only imagine what it's like over there. And they say it's tenfold. I will say one thing. I'm looking forward to not imbeciles texting me and ringing me at three in the morning telling me they're out there <laughs> drinking Vegas. I've had enough of those idiots. <laughs> That's what I said today, Richie. I've absolutely loved it and everything that you said I fully endorse, but I'll be happy when it's over. 
Someone make it stop. Oh, yeah. No, Rich, wake up, Rich, wake up. Mate, we're out. I said, I don't care where you are, Campbell. I'm trying to have a sleep. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. Hey, good on you, Rich. Enjoy the day, and we'll talk next week. Go, boy, go, Manly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, he's, he's in the mid. He's calendar. up and about today. He is. Well, everyone is. Everyone is for the footy. What did the quaddy pay yesterday? He must have got a piece of it or something. <laughs> he might have had a he's, win. He's dead. So they go, oh, oh, can I endorse something else he said? Yeah. Because – People will know last weekend when my little boy was a bit crook and I was mm. doubtful to get to Taylor Swift. I got there. It, it's the best show on earth. Everyone says that. It's the best show on earth. It, I won't say it's the best concert I've ever seen. Yeah. I think there's a difference. You know, if you go see Just Bruce the whole, Springsteen the rock whole rock, the whole show was it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Gee, Outrageous. Yeah. And you know, you know how bands, you know, you, you, they build up and then mm. they punch out their big songs and everything. She just rolls them out any yeah. old time. There's just hit after hit. This is happening, and that's anyway. Tanya's in, Tanya's in the studio for the scratchings. Tan, do we miss the miss the well, run there? I not was, going to Tay Tay. Absolutely, I was. At, I went, we went to see our hairdresser on Wednesday, Steph, and we both said the same thing. FOMO. We definitely wished. We feel like we've missed something yeah. um, memorable, spectacular, and just to see all the young girls and their mums and dads out there so happy and crying. Women, the crowd. And Eighty percent women easy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 80%. We, we missed, missed We'll have to there, rent the movie on Fox. Exactly. The Eras Tour movie. Hey, Tan, just quickly, Gordon Birimbas chimed in. Nice opening to the show with that gem of a song by Elvis. Of course, that was Viva Las Vegas. But Gordon says, I shall always remember the highly delicious Anne Margaret dancing with the king while he sang it. Yeah, there was a little bit of a romance there was back it? in the oh, day on, okay. on that movie, yeah. Yeah, didn't you know that? No. Oh, no. Tan's got all the money. No, she has. She I want to get, I, I'm going to have a chat to her about Christian Horner. She's oh, all I've, over I've over got her. it all for you. All I've got it for you at, <laughs> nine, at 9.20. Stand hey, by. Scratching's important. We've got the big uh, country championships qualifying heat at Maria today. And that is all we have because Armadale has been postponed really? due okay. to the state of the track. So we'll go bit to Maria. Bit of rain up. Actually, I was talking to Mum yesterday. It was a fair bit of rain in yeah. yeah, big day at Maria where the weather is fine. The track is soft five. The rail is true, and there are sixteen scratchings from race one. Take number four, Goofinator. Number four, race two, number three, Luna Rocks, and five, Kissing Supido. Three and five. The third race is clear. Race four, number two, Governor General, and ten, Baby Daisy. Two and ten. Race five, take out five, Okiata. And 10, Erdogan, 5 and 10. Race 6 is clear. The big race, race 7, number 11, Invitational. And the emergencies, 15, 16, 18, 19 and 20. Take out 11, 15, 16, 18, 19 and 20. And race 8, number 3, Felix Perion. 7, Sue Bugalicious. And eight, Stormy Witness. Three, seven, and eight from race eight at Maruya. Thanks, thanks, Tan. Tips today at uh, race two, number one, Blue Grotto, I think will be hard to beat. Race eight, number five, Okiata. And in the country championships qualifier, Bandy's boy, he's been going terrific in town, comes into gate 12 with the scratchings. Danny Williams trains. Even luck in running, he's a class horse. I think he can get the job done and qualify for the big final at Randwick. Of course, first and second today, secure a place in the country championships final at Royal Randwick, which is run on Derby Doncaster today, April 6th. A little bit of magic. You can hear it, Tin Shot. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. 
and welcome back to the show with Breenie and Ray for our second hour. Peter Peters will join us shortly. Dean Ritchie is in Las Vegas. We'll cross to him a little later in this hour. The sports super quiz. I think Wayne let us know it's 3-2 my way. So we're counting last week and this week, are we, for, for Dino? Yeah. Are we? Okay. All right. What do you mean? You've got to leave them in. Fair enough. I could have. No. Are you trying to leave these two rounds yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm Dino's proxy. Okay, fair enough. Jerry Daffy will join us. As soon as you say something about the sports quiz, I start thinking raw. <laughs> oh, no. So I just thought, Everyone why are you asking now. me this question? They count. Everyone does, okay. Um, Jared Daffy will join us with all today's odds, including both NRL games and Phil Moss with the world of football. He'll be happy. Sydney FC 4, Western Sydney Wanderers 1. The start to that game was amazing. There was a Two goal after ten, three minutes, yeah. yeah, and then there was a penalty. It was 2-0 after no time at all. We didn't mention the Matildas, that we knew they'd get through, oh, but 10 nil against Uzbekistan on Wednesday night. And so went half pace in the second half. Exactly. And the Sunday telly got a big story. It was a Sunday telly or Saturday telly about the most influential women in Australian sport. Mary Fowler's number one, Brainy. Yeah, the number one Head of Sam influential Kerr. Per- well, Kerr's in there at about number nine or yeah. something. It, it, it's a mix of, as those lists are, uh, administrators and sponsors and sports stars. Yeah, mm. so... Number one, Mary Fowler. Number two, Emma McKeon, Australia's greatest ever swimmer at the yeah. Olympics. Yeah. Like, that's an amazing feat. Uh, Annika but, Wells. And both the, of those two women have high-profile romances. Absolutely. That probably helps. Cody Simpson yeah. there for Emma McKeon. Annika Wells, the sports minister. Kate Campbell, the swimmer who's on the AOC board. And on and on it goes from there. Katie Page is there, the mm-hmm. Harvey Norman CEO. Gina Reinhart, because she sponsors a lot of sport behind yeah. the scenes. The Gay Waterhouse in there? Gay's in there at 13. Yeah. Okay. She's behind Alyssa Healy, but she's ahead of the Brisbane 30, 2032 Olympic CEO, Cindy Hook. There you go. Kate Jones, ARL Commission, is there. Kate Jones is a name that people should get familiar with. She's on the ARL Commission. She's been endorsed by Peter Volandis to be the next chair. She's a former minister in the <coughs> Queensland government. And, and she left that job, and she's an agitator against a lot of the people in the Labor Party up there. She's a go-getter. Okay. Uh, she's interesting. a go-getter. So she's watch. also good fun if you have a couple of cocktails with her. Okay. She gets the dancing shoes on. What's her name again? Kate Jones. Uh, Kate Jones. Okay, yeah, watch keep an out eye for her. out for her. And in the Super Rugby, the Tars had a win, and a good one too. Over. I've got Tell them who over. The Crusaders, 37-24. Go Beat the, good the guys. Crusaders. That's huge. Go That's a big guys. win. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that is a form reversal. Go the Tars. Want to see them do well. Been yeah, I know. They've, been, time. they've yeah. struggled for a couple of seasons. There's a question there from one of the listeners oh, yes. I want to answer from Stu. Well, you can read it out because I've got it here. Sorry. Morning, gents. This is more a question for Breeny. Is the reason Andrew Johns is not in Vegas because of his police, police record? record? He's been... Far away, nine's best pundit, but they didn't send him. Why not? Also, Manny to flop and miss the top eight is my tip from Stu. Oh, yeah. Well, it, well what Stu's referring to there is the, the Andrew Johns <laughs> incident in the UK when he had an oh, ecstasy yeah, pill right. or something in his pocket in the UK. I can tell you why Andrew Johns isn't in Las Vegas uh, for Channel 9 is because he asked to not go. Mm. He actually said, you know what, to start the season – I'm not, not going to go to Las Vegas. And Channel 9 said no problems. And He didn't want to go, didn't he? No, he just didn't want to go. Mm. So he didn't go. And that is the dead set reason why he's not there, right? Okay. And Willow from Windsor, I'm glad he texted in. Morning, fellas. I just wanted to give the Panthers documentary, Undisputed, a big rap. If you love mateship and good club culture, 
have the box of tissues handy. As I said to you earlier, Dino, uh, Brini, it was a fantastic three-part doco, and you don't need to be a Panthers fan to enjoy what goes on at that football club. It is fascinating. They're the winners. They're winners, aren't they? Exactly. Peter Peters is on the line. Zorb, good morning. And, well, we've got liftoff. The NRL season is about to get underway at 1.30 p.m. I can't wait, Zorb. Good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bruni. <coughs> Pardon me, yes. Liftoff. Five and a half hours to liftoff in the craziest, most anticipated start ever to an NRL season. And a crowd of 45,000, the majority party-going Aussies, will be at kickoff in Las Vegas. Mm. Now, a couple of points. First NRL game outside of Australia and New Zealand in 117 years. That'll take in the former New South Wales Rugby League as well. The 150th game between Manly and South Sydney. Manly 77, South Sydney 72. Manly have won one game of their last 10 round one matches. So keep that in mind when you're you're looking at today's game. Now, blowing time on will be the veteran referee Ashley Klein for the Manly versus South Clash. And while superstars like Latrell Mitchell, Tom Trevojevic, Cody Walker, Daly Cherry Evans will be on show in this one, Klein is one of two elephants in the room in the Vegas gamble. Mm-hmm. The two games need some stick. A passive, over-control game will be a killer. I'm, I'll be astonished if Klein and later Adam G don't take a state of origin approach to the games. What goes on in Vegas can bloody well stay in Vegas. I'm tipping <laughs> fire and brimstone in the first 10 minutes. And the ex-manly hitman, Sean Kepi, will light the firecracker. Now, Kepi was shown the exit by Manly and snapped up by South Coast Jason Demetrio. Now, Demetrio and the Manly coach, Anthony Seabold, don't like each other. Kepi knows who will and won't buckle under siege in the Manly pack. It's going to be juicy, and there's one forward in the Manly pack that he will zone in on. And, and that is? Oh, that's up to you to look at. Who's the rookie? Who's uh, coming into the pack? Okay. Who was, who's, a, who's played a lot of football together? I think they'll be honing in on uh, young Travojevic, Ben Travojevic. He'll be under pressure in this game. One of three brothers. The other two brothers of bigger brothers will be protecting him. Um, and so will the Manly pack. But um, as I said, this is going to be juicy. Um, it's hard to pick a winner in both games. We've got nothing to go on. The loss of metres in width and length is going to be difficult to overcome. Now, this is going to bring the tactical kickers into into um, into both games, particularly in the first one, and you can enter DCE and Lachlan Ilias. Manly and South both have backup kickers in the sixes in Luke Brooks and Cody Walker. Much has been written and said about the return from injury of Tommy Turbo. I've had plenty to say over the last couple of years. I would do this. It won't happen, but I would do this. Manly have three outstanding fullbacks in Tom Trebojevic, Tolu Kola, who lit up the scene in the last few games at fullback last year, and Ruben Garrett. All South planning for the game, all off-season, will centre around Trebojevic at fullback. I would switch him around, just for moments in the game, between centre and fullback, just to confuse the opposition, change their mojo and free Trebojevic up a little bit 
in attack. It won't happen, but it should, in my opinion. Souths will go up the middle, mm. and I think both of these games today will be one up the middle because they cannot go wide uh, with their free-flowing passing game because they've just run out of space. Now, Zorba, you wanted to talk about a couple of elephants in the massive NRL gamble. Yeah, they're the refs. I, oh, they're I, the I refs. Okay. They're the refs. I mean, nothing has been written about the refs. I said last week that my preference would be um, for both the young referees in the game to to control them both. I would have liked to have seen G. Well, I've got G. And um, I would like to have seen Grant Atkins get the other one. But they've gone with a veteran, Ashley Klein. If Valenis hasn't told the referees, boss, to tell the referees to let this game flow, to allow some niggle, to allow some fire and brimstone, then I'm a skinny Chinaman instead of a factory. I've got to say, yeah. <laughs> Zorba, what you say about the size of the field, it fascinates me. Firstly, I disregarded it. I went, oh, then when they wheeled the field out and we all saw it and I had a good look at it, the lack of width by five metres and those mm. tiny in goals, it's going to make it yeah. a real forwards battle. Mm. Uh, and the kicking game comes yep. into it. And that's where the maestro kickers like Cherry Evans and 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 also, of course, um, the Brisbane Broncos halfbacks um, and captain. Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Reynolds will come into it too. They're the, they're the star kickers. They're going to have to put it on a dime there. I watched via video sent to me by uh, an ex-Manly International of Manly doing a captain's run on the ground. And I watched the kicker, Ruben Garrick, have a couple of shots from the sideline. He was over the edge of the field in one step from the sideline. So yeah. it's going to be difficult. Yeah. Goal kicking is going to be difficult from out wide. Um, so is... I mean, South Sydney pride themselves on that flowing left-hand side attack where they where they run numbers at you. and But they need the whole width of the field for that to happen and and, and for, you know, for their record try-scorer, Alec Johnston, to, you know, use his speed and that out wide. Both sides have got plenty of speed, but are they going to be able to use it in this game yeah. because of the width? It's fascinating. I mean, that's yeah. going to come into account. 100%. Hey, so what about game two? Because... Everyone pretty much has got the Roosters and the Broncos, if not challenging for the Premiership, certainly top four teams. It'll be a fascinating battle, these two. Well, it will be. Um, been a long, frustrating off-season for the Brisbane Broncos after losing the grand final from a seemingly impossible position. Five months of wondering why for the team and their coach, Kevin Walters. That, and, and, and that's a long time to let something fester. Out of the disappointment comes a rare gem who can and will ignite the Broncos this season, and that's the 5'8", Ezra Mam. I think late in the year he realised how good a player he is, how brilliant a player he is, and how much of a difference he can make. His three tries in the grand final ended up being just a stack, but only special players can score three tries in a grand final from his position. It's okay for a winger to score it when all the work's done inside, and we saw uh, Michael Robertson do, do just that back in 2008 when Manly won 40 to nil, and he was great out on the flank. But this kid um, makes them himself out mm. of his step and his speed, and Mam can pick up where he left off in the grand final. I believe the Broncos—they're really good things for the minor premiership. 
but I have massive doubts about them winning the title. They've lost two guns in Herbie Farmworth and Thomas Flegler to cross-city rivals, the Dolphins, but they've got plenty of brilliance and speed right across their side. Now, the Roosters, people are saying they're going to win the comp or they're going to be up there. They need to be better than they have been, and that's been admitted by their coach and their captain. Now, James Tedesco versus Reese Walsh will be the headline act in this one. Again, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. Mm. I can hear Bing Crosby <laughs> singing it now. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the Broncos will win this one, and I think they'll lead the competition for a long time. I think they'll be minor premiers, but I don't think they'll win the comp. I right. think that that carryover hangover is going to haunt them. I reckon the biggest question this year, Zorba, for the Roosters is, is Sam Walker the guy? They thought he was the guy, then they didn't think he was the guy, and now he's got to be the guy again. I think all their hopes hang on the fact that is Sam Walker a legitimate top-class first-grade halfback? Yeah, that's a fair point, uh, Bruni. I, I think the kid has improved. He's still only very young. I just worry about the lack of size in their halves. Yeah. Um, that worries me a bit. They're, um, they're a side that's been promising a lot but haven't delivered a lot of late. They're very tall. They're very fast. It's going to be a good game, this one, but I'm going for the Broncos in that one. And <coughs> Pardon me. We can't forget the rest of the games. Yeah, well, let's go. Are. I know, the, the, yeah. fo- the, the following week. And those 13 teams that aren't in Vegas... They've just sat back with no media, no attention, no and, nothing. And they want to be in Vegas now. Hey, Zorb, we'll keep the North Queensland Cowboys-Dolphins game to next Sunday. That's a Sunday game on March 10. But let's start then with Thursday night, Canberra take on Newcastle. Then on Friday night, Sharks and Warriors, Penrith take on Storm. Uh, Saturday, we've got Canterbury against Parramatta and St George against Gold Coast. It's interesting. I think home ground advantage early in the season is massive. Nothing better than getting out of your own bed, going to the game, relaxing, and then preparing with your teammates after a short trip. Now, I'm going for all the home teams, and I think they're nearly all good things. Thursday, Newcastle, Cale and Ponga will show the way. <coughs> against Canberra. New Zealand Warriors on Friday against Cronulla over in the Warriors' home ground. I think they'll get the biscuits there. Melbourne Storm to upset Penrith. I think Penrith, long way home. They're going to be suffering from that. On the fifth tackle, they were awesome in that game against Wigan. Now, I know the referee had a lot to do with the outcome and the, and the, and the, um, the referee's box as well. Um, Melbourne, I think, will be ready in prime. They very rarely lose a game first up. Melbourne, special to beat Penrith. Mm. Parramatta will beat Canterbury. At um, Combank Stadium. I think Desi Hasler's Gold Coast. I think Desi's been foxing a little bit. St George were good uh, against the West Tigers, but the West Tigers, they should be happy they're going to get two points. They've got the bye. Um, and we'll leave Redcliffe till uh, Redcliffe and North Queensland till Redcliffe. next Sunday. But I can Redcliffe, tell you, I'll be kicking yeah. Redcliffe. <laughs> I love how he calls them the Dolphins Redcliffe. Redcliffe. Hey, Zorb, um, I hope you got lunch all ready to go and you'll sit down, feet up from 1.30pm where Manly take on South Sydney, 3.30pm Roosters take on Broncos. Just for our listeners, that first game, uh, Manly versus South is on Fox, of course, on Channel 502. Enjoy, uh, Zorb. The footy is back this afternoon.
Sure is. Five and a half hours to go, guys. Can't wait. <laughs> There's Peter Peters. He, he still has that youthful enthusiasm for the game, doesn't he? You know, all these years later, he's 60-odd years. And he was telling us a story once about the day he and Bobby Fulton, young kids, mm. went up and sat up um, at the old SCG Hill that day that St George beat South when there was 65,000-plus at the SCG. And mm. Fulton turned to his great mate and said, one day you and I will be playing on this ground. And they did. A few years later in that Manny Cronulla bloodbath in 73. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. What a game it is, rugby league. Absolutely. Oh, it certainly is. Love it to death. It's funny, you know, rugby, I played rugby union all my life, mm. but I always just love league. Just the ball in oh, the hand. Yeah. And oh. the game's evolved beautifully, I reckon. It, it certainly has. And it's so, that's what's going, going to really fascinate the American sport watchers who tune in today. The amount of time the ball is in play. The whole time. And it's just, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. It is stop. non-stop and, action. And, and the fact that there's offense and defense, it's the same team. Exactly. A couple of people on the open line want to have their say. Andrew's there. Andrew, good morning. G'day, mate. How are you? Terrific. Thanks for waiting. Andrew, what do you got for us, mate? Okay. This, I'll tell you, it's my top eight with yep. the and uh, and uh, Clive Churchill. Uh, quite, you know, the not yep. Dally M. Dally M. Dally M. Yeah. Well, I've got Storm on top. Yep. I think, you know, it's um, Belly A class here, so we'll see how we go. Roosters, Manly, Brisbane. I think the Knights will still will be up there again. I am a Knights fan, but mm-hmm. hey, look, I second they'll still be up there. Cronulla, Canberra, I think, you know, because Ricky Stewart can do almost anything, so I reckon they'll sneak in there. Um, South, and my poor old luckless South, uh, Tigers, I reckon they'll be, um, they'll be last. And, and I reckon... No Panthers um, in the top eight, mate. No, I've got to Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. No, yeah, I quickly laid it down, actually. So, That's all right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm right. sure I'll be in there somewhere, OK? Mm. Probably be second. That's all right. I liked your eight, though. Yeah, keep going. And I reckon um, Pappenhausen for the Dally M, because I reckon with the time he's been out over the last 12 months or so, he's got a real lot to owe. Um, Melbourne Storm mm, mm. and I reckon he'll have a breakout year if he stays un, uninjured and let's ho- I hope he does Yeah, no, Fair call For, for Dally mm. M boys I kind of like a player from a team that doesn't have a, a, a big bunch of stars like poor old Nathan Cleary has got to compete with all those other players and, and I'm, I'm kind of back in the Kalen Ponga area yeah, he, and Nico he, Hines Because they are the the absolute stars star of, of that team, team. Yeah. and when they win, they stand out. I'm only, I'm just a bit worried about Nico Hines, his state of mind. In that, every time he's interviewed now, he talks about that. Oh, that ten minutes he had in Origin, mm. and then he got dro- dropped, and it, it's like you got to move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hopefully, like yes. hope someone gets in his ear and just says, "Mate, it's over." Mate, don't worry about it. Like you got sent out there in the centres for eight minutes in an Origin match. Exactly. That Who six, cares what happened? Exactly. That sixty-five grand final. Of course, it wasn't sixty-five. It was seventy-eight thousand. That Zorb and Bozo was on the hill. Yeah. Um, Ross is on the line. Ross, good morning. Uh, morning, boys. Now I've got a few things about the day's game, and a lot of people have got this little bloke. Yeah. I reckon Damien Cook, Brainy from Dummy Half, his pace mm. up the middle son. on the small field. Yes. Yeah, I reckon That's you're a right. big one. Mm. And uh, this year's grand final, with the rugby league with this amazing start, first time in 115 years, 
I reckon South will play Roosters in the grand final for the first time in 115 Wouldn't years. Wouldn't that be something? Eh? I tell you what, the NRL <laughs> behind closed doors would pay good money for that to come off. <laughs> they would love <laughs> that know, grand final. Yeah. You watching it this afternoon, Ross? Yeah, oh, definitely. I'm a rabbit man. Oh, good and luck. Yeah. Player of the year will be yep. Jack Whiten. Okay. And uh, also, too, it's great to see the uh, New South Wales get the bid for this year's grand final in Sydney. And uh, my eight is South, Roosters, Brisbane, Penrith, Storm, Warriors, Newcastle, Manly. No, fair enough. It's pretty that's popular. Exactly the same that's as mine. yours. Yeah, I think it's pretty yeah, popular. Yeah, I think that's exactly the same as mine. Yeah, good, good call, Ross. And I think, um, yeah, I think a lot of people pretty much a similar top eight. Just a quick one, Stu's. Let us know, hundred percent correct. What about Melbourne Storm's first round record? Never lost. Never under lost under Bellamy, which is what almost twenty odd years. Remarkable. Take a quick break. Listening to Brenny and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Why are these lights so bright? Do we get hit last night? Dressed up like Elvis. Why am I wearing your class ring? Don't call your mother. Cause no one partners in crime. Don't be a baby. Remember what you told me. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. How good was that, Bryn? Katy Perry, waking up in Vegas. Have you ever woken up really rough in Vegas? Oh, I, I've been there three nights. Tanya and I went there once, but no, I can't say I did. Well, I did in 1997. I'd been there a couple of times. I was with my mate Harry from Brisbane. Harry Costi from Cooparoo Boxing Gym. <laughs> And we've got to Vegas on a Monday afternoon. And I said, oh, we're just going to have a rest and then we're going to go out. My rest lasted five minutes. I had a shower, walked straight over to the Caesars Palace sports book. You can't rest. I I was betting on races. I didn't even know they were quarter horse races. They They just went 400 metres. And right across that wall, all the sports in the world have played. I've ended up up playing Caribbean stud poker. (laughs) And I actually won about 500 US. And my mate Harry was taking it off me. And Ray, I drank Navy rum and coke. They just kept bringing it to the table. I just kept giving this girl a $5 chip every time she came. Mm. I drank so much, Ray, that we left Vegas on Thursday – and that, that was a Monday I had that drink. Mm. I didn't have one more sip of alcohol the rest of the time I was there. I have never been. So that Katy Perry waking up in Vegas song. You can resonate with that. I wonder how our next guest is going, being over there now for the best part of a week. <laughs> I hope he stayed off the Navy rum and coke. <laughs> Dean Ritchie's on the line. Bulldog, good morning. Good afternoon over there in Vegas. Yeah, good day, boys. Brady, I think that's a fib because I've never known you to tip five bucks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it was because I drank so much Navy rum and coke that I just, honestly, I lost. Lucky my mate Harry was there because the next morning he threw $500 at me in our hotel room. I said, where'd that come from? He goes, you won it. I said, I can't even remember. <laughs> hey, Dino, set the scene for us because what we've, been hearing and reading and watching back home, it seems like Las Vegas is a gog with rugby league. What's it like over there, mate? 
Ray, I've covered rugby league for the Telegraph for 35 years and I'm really struggling to find something that can match or equal what is going on here in Las Vegas. It is remarkable, the amount of Aussies that are here. The joint is pumping. There's league jumpers everywhere, not just jumpers for the four clubs either. There's Dragons jumpers, there's Tigers jumpers, and everywhere you go out, there's Australians there having a great time. They're they're lapping up the delights of Vegas. Um, We're told by the NRL yesterday that ticket sales have ticked past 40,000 locals over here in Vegas always suggest that there's a good walk-up. So, look, fingers crossed, guys, we may get to 45,000. And if we do that, I don't think many people can really or have really sat back and realised the enormity of what Rugby League and Peter Volandis has achieved here in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, Vegas is the place where you can make dreams happen. You've got to pay for it. The NRL's forked out good money. It's a, it's an investment in the present and the future. It's It just looks unbelievable. I'll tell you what looks unbelievable, Bulldog. The field. I'm fascinated by the field, the fact there's not much room beyond the sidelines. What do you think? Yeah, I've been out there twice in the last uh, two days, Brini. Um, one when the field was being transported in on on uh, rails on a tray, which is, was quite remarkable to watch. And yesterday when the Roosters had their captain's run, I ducked back out there again. And yes, look, there isn't a big gap between the sideline and the perimeter of the field. There's no denying that, but there is some room there and the corners of the field look a little bit tight too. So look, both teams have known Brini for four, five, six months now that this yep. field is a couple of metres shy. Uh, it's a bit narrow. So they've been working on that. They've been planning around that. Uh, the kicking game will be interesting. And I just hope, Brini, the only one fear I've got, and I hope I'm wrong, is that the four fullbacks over here are the four best we've got in our game. Walsh, Tedesco, Mitchell and uh, Trebojevic. And we just hope that that narrow field doesn't somehow make it a bash and barge through the middle and we don't get to see the brilliance of those four players. Mm. Uh, hey, Dino, a couple of questions I want to ask, but this is one from one of our listeners. Please ask Dean if he has noticed many Poms or Englishmen over there. I believe a lot have gone to Las Vegas for this doubleheader. Is that right? Yeah, I can answer that, Ray. There is a lot of uh, English around, and I'm told by the NRL that there are 2,000 fans have come across from the north of England to watch this game. Uh, as you could imagine, Ray, oh, I think it'll be two or three hours across the Atlantic, say four to five across the American nation. So mm. it's probably an eight to nine hour flight. So it's probably actually closer to England than it is for us in Sydney. But there are fans from all over the world have come here. And you know, rugby league is small in America. There's no denying that. We're not trying to promote ourselves as being a major player just yet, but you've got to start somewhere. The only frustrating thing I've found over here, guys, is that it's continually referred to as rugby. And you sort of have to say, no, it's rugby league because rugby is played in a lot of the colleges and universities here. I saw Matty Johns had a good idea for that. And because in the States it's NBA, NFL, MLB, Mm. all of those things, he says what we should do in the States is really ram home the name NRL. Good call. That might solve it. Bulldog? Yeah, I wrote that through this morning, Brenny, in the, in the Sunday Telegraph. You're you spot on. Matty said, look, it, it does get a bit frustrating and 
Look, they even use the term rugby a lot in England when referring to rugby league. So, look, I guess we're a little bit touchy about rugby league and rugby union in terms of uh, the rivalry there. So Maddie's suggestion is when we do take our games overseas, uh, it should be known as the NRL. Look, I guess the, the, the key question around uh, at the moment on game day is that uh, it's been such a raging success so far. Yeah. You know, when do we come back? We come back next year. It's part of a five-year plan from Peter Volandis and the commission. But do we need to come back sooner? Do we need to come back biannually, perhaps? Because we've made a footprint at the moment. Vegas is alive with rugby league. I'm just concerned, though, guys, 12 months down the track, and we may have to start all over again. Yeah, interesting, though. But you can get that build up again, can't you? We'll ask Peter Volandis that when we talk to him just after 9 o'clock. Of course, um, I understand... Dino, all the CEOs from the other clubs have now arrived in Las Vegas and they'll all be making a case to go over there next year now. Yeah, no doubt. They've had a CEO's meeting here uh, just to have a look around. There's plenty of officials here. There's plenty of uh, celebrities here. As I said, there's a, a lot of rugby league fans and we just hope, guys, all of us in rugby league, that we can put on two great games. You know, some things go out of our control yeah. and one of those is the standard of a game. You'd think with four terrific football sides here that we will get two cracking games. I just hope that's the case for the American fans that do show up. Uh, I hope they get two wonderful games and we really showcase what a great game we have. It's been a real... I guess there's a little bit of pride. I don't want to sound corny, guys, but when you come across here and, and, and a, a new sport in a foreign country, mm. you do get a bit proud. You get proud of your game and you, you, you realise how great rugby league is and it's the sport that we've watched for many years, but there's a lot of curiosity over here. And I guess another key element today will be uh, what the ratings will be on Fox One, which is the premier sports uh, channel over here. It'll be fascinating to see how many millions of people tune in uh, this afternoon here in Vegas. Yeah, it could be a curiosity factor. I suppose it'll come down to how much they've promoted it over the last week or two on that channel. Bulldog, give us your tips for today, mate. Oh, Breeny, two tight games. People have asked me all week. Look, I'll say the Roosters and I'll say South. I don't say it with any confidence. Both are yeah, a old cliche, a flip of the coin. So we've got four great teams. We've had 45,000 in there. The joint's rocking. It's pumping. Rugby league's arrived in town and everyone here, and I hope everyone back home really sits back and enjoys what should be and historic and famous day for our game. Yeah, can't wait for it. Hey, Dino, enjoy today. You've had a great week. We've enjoyed your coverage and look forward to seeing you next Sunday. By the way, guys, when Buzz comes on, he actually shouted breakfast for the first time in history yesterday. No, no, no. I saw that. I saw that on social media that you posted the photo of Buzz shouting breakfast. And I've gone, all right. So I zoomed in on the photo. (laughs) He spent 50 at Denny's. Oh, Denny's. See, that's what he does. He says it's my shout and he takes me to Denny's. Took you to Denny's. So I really want you to bring it up with him. And Brian's so got it written down on a list of questions to ask, Buzz. Enjoy your day, Dino. You too, guys. Thanks. See you, mate. Talk to you soon. There's Dean Ritchie <laughs> live to from Denny's. Las Vegas. Like that. That. So you're in Las Vegas. Do you know how good the food options are in Las Vegas? <laughs> Be everywhere. Mate, they're unbelievable. Yeah. And it's not just like the old days of, you know, the cheap – 
you know, buffets and all that. <laughs> and he took him to Danny's yeah. anyway. I want to ask a quick question. A couple of have SMSed us about why the first game, Manly and South, is not on Channel 9. Of yep. course, that is on Free to Wear, the Roosters Broncos from 3.30pm. It's a contractual thing, It's Brenny. a contractual thing. Okay. Channel 9 has a contract that it shows three games a week. When you get to the finals, get to the last five weeks of the season, they've got four games. But their contract is Thursday night, Friday night, Sunday afternoon. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the NRL still has in round one next week a Thursday night, a Friday night, and a Sunday afternoon. On free-to-wear. On free-to-wear. So so they're getting the Sunday afternoon game, Mm. but in the contract, these games were actually Fox games. Yep. It's hard for people to – look, there could have been leniency on both sides, but this is a commercial war Hundreds between News Corporation yeah. and Channel 9, and this is like Coles versus Woolies. Mm. You don't give up ground. And, and News Corporation said, nah, and didn't budge. Mm. And they got the two games, and then Channel 9's just showing the one game for the contract for the Sunday afternoon. That's basically the story. Rob's chimed in. Morning, boys. I know it's a topical tip for Maria today. Race 6, number 7. How good is Vegas? Name of the horse. Well done, Rob. What Big price chance. is it? I'll check when I'll get it up in a sec. But call now for the Sports Super Quiz. Call now on 13 53 to be part of the Sports Super Quiz. We're playing for a $100 cash card courtesy of the tab. Talking all the overnight action. Another one for Gay Waterhouse. He kicked it. So go all the way. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. And welcome back to the show with Breeny and Ray. Breeny, that horse, how good is Vegas at Maria Race Six Number Seven is paying six fifty. So right in the contest. Tan in studio for the coin toss, Breeny. Okay, let it rip. What, what do you call? Heads. Okay. He's got to do it mid air. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's some tough things to sort of pronounce for contestant one. I'll go contestant two. You're better <laughs> pronouncing things than I am. Oh no. <laughs> Giuseppe's on the line. Giuseppe, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, congratulations, mate. You're through on the open line for the Sports Super Quiz. How are you feeling? Confident? Yeah, I try my luck. Okay. I've never done it before. Best of luck. Giuseppe, question number one. What is the name of the stadium where tonight's NRL doubleheader will be played? Ah, oh, it's in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shit. I'm not sure. It's in America, but... That's his Can't quite give it to you. Yeah. Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. That's okay, Giuseppe. Question number Sorry. two. That's all right, mate. Question number two is multiple choice, Giuseppe. Who is driving with Aussie Daniel Ricciardo at RB Racing this Formula One season? A, is it Valtteri Bottas? B, Yuki Tsunoda? C, Alex Albon? Uh, C, Unfortunately, it's B, Yuki Sonoda. Now, question number three, Giuseppe, is also multiple choice. What is the personal best jump for Australia's Olympic silver medalist high jumper, Nikki Olaslagas? And then she just won gold at the World Indoors World too indoors. over the weekend. So her best jump is at A, 2.03 metres, B, 1.97 metres, C, 2.04 metres. I think C. Unfortunately, just missed Giuseppe. It's 2.03 metres. But stay in the line, Giuseppe. Over to, to Brini. Okay, Mitch, how are you? Oh, good morning, Brini. How are we going? Good, mate. You only got to get one of these three right, and we're home and host. Best of luck, Mitch. <laughs> okay, here we go. Question one 
Name the four teams playing in today's NRL doubleheader in Vegas. Oh, Manly, Brisbane, South Roosters. That's all she wrote. That's all she <laughs> Congratulations. wrote. Congratulations. Hey, Mitch. I feel like Darwin Nunez. Uh, good on you, mate. Mitch, who's your team? Uh, my team's the Bulldogs, mate. Oh, okay, so you, you, you'll watch both games this afternoon? Absolutely. Um, watched, I try to watch as many games of everything as I can. And, um, yeah. It's good to see Liverpool still top of the league. Oh, actually, they only just squeaked home not, uh, nine minutes into injury time. They got that yeah, winner. Like Darwin Nunez. <laughs> yeah. did, did you watch it, Mitch? Did you watch that game today? Oh, uh, yes, well, yes. Well, nine um, minutes of... Yeah. nine Deep minutes into of injury extra, time. Deep. Yeah, yeah. Well, what happens when everybody wastes time and um, Good point. The, the term dicking around gets thrown a lot. Yeah, yeah is, absolutely. They've all got all hurt and whatever else. So. Hey, I'll just say something. I, I reckon I reckon the Bulldogs won't go so bad this year. Mm. I, I think they might be all right. Top ten? Greeny, there's something about when Phil Gould has something to do with the Bulldogs, isn't there? Um, yeah, I mean, 1988. Yeah, that was my first game of footy I ever went to. Oh, really? 1988 when they won that grand I was final. Three years old, and I solved a spat between my mum and dad whether I was going to be a bulldog or a um, rabbito, and I stick by it to this day. Fair enough. Yeah. And you went to that grand final, and they won. Phil hey, Gould. hey, Mitch, stay on the line. Tanya will get your details and get that $100 cash card courtesy of Tab out to you straight away. Congratulations, Mitch. Thanks, guys. Uh, well done, Brenny. You've, you've made the level up three all with for Dino now. He, he owes he'll want to keep them. He owes me a navy rum and coke. <laughs> he want to keep them points. Coming up next, Jared Daffy with his words of wisdom on the Big Sports Breakfast. Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Where do missing socks go? How do you throw away a garbage can? Do fish sleep? Why do donuts have holes? If you find out, can you let me know, please? Jared Daffy's words of wisdom. If at first you don't succeed, then skydiving is not for you. <laughs> please explain. Is that the best the skydiving looks like? It gets me every time. If at first you don't succeed, skydiving's not for you. Jared Daffy, good morning. Your words of wisdom for today. Morning, boys. Why is it that a celebrity is a person who works hard all their life to become well-known then wears dark glasses to avoid being recognised? <laughs> Bruni has that problem. Yeah, Bruni's got that problem. I think Dean Ritchie does as well. He's <laughs> he's everywhere in Vegas. <laughs> he oh is. Oh, he's posted a heap of pictures but, but, on social, but, isn't he? But also, have you seen – did you see, like, obviously they've gone to breakfast at Denny's, mm. right? They yeah. kept – and then – they went shirt shopping. Like bu- oh, yeah. Buzz put a tweet up going, oh, I've, I've taken Bulldog shirt shopping to try and get him, and he likes this one. And they look like they were in the most cheap backside warehouse. You know what I mean? Like, I think you personally you were a bit hard on Buzz Rothfield in regards to that breakfast. What? You know, with the American dollar the way it is, it's cost him a fair amount of money. It's not 50 US. It's about seventy bucks. Yeah, it's seventy mm. bucks Australian, but it was yeah. still Denny's. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess there's a bit of a I'll stigma yeah. attached with that. You you, you take I'll, I'll you, you it, take yeah. Jared through the first topic while I'm going to find that and I'm going to read out okay. Buzz's order. Hey Jared, well let's go straight to it. These two games in Las Vegas this afternoon, one thirty p.m. game to kick off the NRL season: Manly versus South Sydney, three thirty Roosters and Broncos. Naturally enough, they're massive betting games. Uh, the publicity's been unbelievable. One thing that stood out to me, Ray, is uh, how many others, like Victorians, etc., have been prepared to talk about it and asking mm. about it. So it's fantastic. It's uh, resonated, hasn't it? Right yeah, around it has, the country. It has. Yeah, I'm so. curious to see how the ground looks. And 
everything to do with that. But the market's pretty much the way it has been all week with these two sides. Manly two dollars. Uh, this time last week they were two twenty-five, but they've been two dollars. Got a little bit short at one stage, uh, but back out to two dollars. South a dollar eighty, and the other ones remain pretty stagnant all week. Uh, Sydney Roosters two thirty-five, but they do have their fair share of support. The Broncos a dollar sixty, and we've got a line there of three and a half points in favour of the Bronx. What about Super Rugby? Is it the Super Rounds going on? Yeah, the Tars. Yeah, they things. kept that a bit of a secret, didn't they? All of these <laughs> matches in, in Melbourne. Uh, the Waratahs were nine dollars last night. I, I, I Nine dollars a two-horse race. Just for yeah, people who not, don't know, Waratahs thirty-seven, Crusaders twenty-four. Remarkable. Nineteen-point start though. Again, actually, a lot of the experts said the Crusaders might struggle this year, but nobody saw that coming. No. And in the in the other match. Uh, Moana um, Pacifica, they were $3 outsiders as well, so it's been some upsets. Today we've got two matches. The first one gets underway at 2 o'clock. The Chiefs $1.34, the Brumbies three twenty, a line of 8.5 points. And in the second match, there's been good support for the Reds here. Now the Hurricanes are $1.34, the Reds are $4 into three twenty, and that line has come in three points now from 11.5 to 8.5. Hey, Jerry, before we go to the AFL next week, um, one of our listeners, I'm no name on this, but I reckon he sent a little challenge to our good man, Jared Daffy. He says, mm-hmm. or she says maybe, why is it when you send something by car, it's called a shipment, and when you send something by ship, mm. it's called cargo? I've done it before. Oh, okay. See, Jared's too good. That's a good Jared, question. Jared's too good. He's too, <laughs> He's too good. I'll move on now. Sorry, Jared. On to the AFL. <laughs> Uh, pre-season match today, St Kilda $1.44, North Melbourne two eighty, and a line of 15.5 points. And of course, well this is rather bizarre, next week we've got four matches, but it's not called round one, it's called opening round. The week after is round one. Figure that out. But anyway, yeah, Thursday yeah, night. Round zero? It's round zero. Or something. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, can't, I can't get my head around no. that, but there's some good matches. Uh, Swans have... Got a few injuries now, and uh, we've had this market up for a while. They're $1.77, opened $1.55. Melbourne are $2.05. Then Friday night, Brisbane at home, $1.35. Carlton, three twenty-five, eighteen and a half point start there. Nice price, Carlton, Ray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Jerry, this year? Uh, I think they'll go a bit better. I'd be on the plus 18 and a half there. Okay. Uh, the, the first match on Saturday is an interesting one because Damien Hardwick's new side playing his old side, Gold mm. Coast v Richmond. Gold Coast were poor in that uh, trial match the other night. They're short, $1.47, Richmond two seventy. No, they're good things, Gold Coast. Absolutely good things. Okay, yeah. 13 and a half there. And uh, GWS, big things expected from them this year. They've been 90 to 8 to win the Premiership. They're $1.74 Saturday night, Collingwood at $2.10. So that's the round zero, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And we've got the round one the week after, and they're all open as well. And in the cricket, Jared, day four's about to start. Yeah, interesting setup at the moment. I mean, they could be all there for another 20 runs, or maybe they might get close. But at the moment, New Zealand, $5.50. It draws 41. There is bad weather around, but it want to be a lot of rain. And Australia, $1.14 there, Bruni. Mm, we're just watching um, Craig McMillan do his pitch reports. Very overcast. He's rugged up to the yeah. nines. And that New pitch, Zealand. which was green as on day one, has certainly browned off. But um, mm. it is is certainly turning for Nathan Lyon. NBL today as well, Jared. Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, so this is just a one-off. Illawarra, $1.58. New Zealand Breakers, two thirty-five. 
a line of three and a half points. So the winner of that goes on to play Melbourne United in that best of three series. The other best of three series, Perth v Tassie. We've got game one up. Uh, Friday mm-hmm. night, you'd have big gaps in between these finals. They what? Losing momentum, I reckon. And then so. they go bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Uh, Perth, $1.67. The Jack Jumpers, $2.20. And a line there of two and a half points. Hey, Jared, thanks so much. Can't wait for the kickoff of the NRL season this afternoon. You'll be watching, mate, and we'll talk next Sunday. See you, boys. There's Jared Daffy talking all things sport. Just quickly, before we go to Mossy, mm-hmm. I've got... The Denny's breakfast order. Oh, have you? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll do it after the 9 o'clock news. Do it with Buzz. Yeah, yeah. And I've also, I've, <laughs> I've got the Denny's menu up here. I know exactly what they had. Okay. I love it. Phil Moss is on the line. Mossy, good morning. And, well, Brenny mentioned it earlier, Liverpool. They left it to the last second to get up 1-0 against Knott's Forest. Good morning, Mossy. Hey, what, Ray? Good morning to you, Brenny, and uh, all our listeners. What a wonderful Sunday we've got here in, uh, in Sydney town. But, um... And, and kick-started by that late, late, late win by uh, Liverpool, 99th minute. Uh, Nunes pops up with a wonderful header. Um, and look, you know, when you win trophies, uh, you sit there and reflect on the season that was, and there's some games that um, you just had to find a way to win um, by hook or by crook, and this will probably go down as one of them. Nottingham Forest wouldn't have been one circled on the calendar as uh, overly difficult, but it proved to be, and we found a way to win, which is uh, which is a really good sign. Exactly. Um, just a couple of EPL games. I know um, Brenny wants to talk to you about Sydney FC because he's a massive fan. Aston Villa, they keep they're under the radar all season. They've secured again one overnight, so they hold on to that four spot. And Ange's Spurs, they found a way. Yeah, they did. Um, let's let's go to the Aston Villa game mm. first of all, because Ollie Watkins put Villa. 2-0 to the good against Luton Town away. And then Luton came back to 2-2 in the 70, uh, 72nd minute. Um, so there were some nervous Villa fans and um, and no doubt technical staff and, um, you know, Emery, the coach. Um, but then uh, Lucas Digne uh, popped up in the 89th minute to get the winner. Um, and you could see what it meant to the bench. They were uh, waxing lyrical, celebrating hard um, because it's a huge win. It, it keeps Villa... Uh, five points ahead of Spurs. Spurs have a game in hand. In uh, Villa in fourth spot. Spurs in fifth spot. Um, it just keeps them with that uh, five-point gap. But um, Spurs certainly weren't going to uh, ease off at all. At home to Crystal Palace, um, you know, Ange was um, very, very complimentary of his leading players, um, the likes of uh, Madison, Romero, um, Son, of course, um, Tino Werner. Uh, with the set, they had to wait late. By the way, seventy seventh minute, eightieth minute, and eighty eighth minute uh, with the three goals when Crystal Palace held a one nil lead through a fantastic as a uh, free kick in the fifty ninth minute. So a big three points for Spurs. They got a game in hand on on Villa. Uh, they're back in the winners' circle. So uh, you know it all goes well for the run home. Okay, last night, Sydney FC, the Western Sydney Wanderers, there was a ripping crowd. Uh, My boy and I didn't go out, but we watched it on the TV. Sydney FC, it was an explosive start and a big win. It was an explosive uh, performance, an explosive result. Um, It was complete domination, Breeny. This performance from Sydney FC didn't only blow Western Sydney Wanderers off the park. I think it's uh, a real line in the sand. It's a statement win uh, for the rest of the league and the run home. Um, and Ulfik Talle, you can see his fingerprints all over this team. There's been some credit uh, for David Zadrilic, of course, the assistant coach as well, who spent time um, at Red Bull, uh, sorry, at uh, Leipzig, 
um, in, in Germany. And you can see the way Ralph Rangnick was the coach that Zadrilic worked under. And, uh, you know, he was high-octane um, press that he adopted with the teams that he coached. And uh, Zadrilic has obviously done his apprenticeship under Rangnick and uh, learnt the way it works and come back. And, and you know, it's not just Zadrilic's credit. It's Ulf it's Talley for for adopting it and, and buying into it. Now all the players are as well. Mm. Um, I was a little surprised with a few of the comments from Marco Rudan at full time, giving Zadrilic, you know, a lot of credit um, from an opposition coach to give the opposition assistant coach the credit. I thought it was a bit interesting, but, um, and, and the other interesting part for me with Rudan back on the bench, um, you know, no, no sight of um, Milos Ninkovic um, from a Western Sydney point of view. If there's one person who knows uh, what the Sydney Derby is all about. Um, it is Milos Ninkovic. He's crossed the Great Divide, of course, from Sydney to Western Sydney. He was on the bench and I'd use substitute, so I wonder if he might have been carrying something or not. But um, yeah, it was it was sky it was Sydney's uh, sky blue night, and they um, completely dominated this one. And uh, it's ominous for the run home. Yeah, good call. Um, speaking of derbies, the F three Derby was on yesterday, but Central Coast Mariners they had to work hard to get over the top of Newcastle. They did. It was a diminutive uh, midfielder, um, Nisbet, who uh, who got the goal, and uh, he's such a wonderful player to watch. He's uh, knee high to a grasshopper, um, but his energy levels are incredible. His technique is fantastic. His game awareness, uh, his efficiency with the ball, and um, he scored uh, he scored the, the go ahead and decisive goal last night to put the Mariners on top of the table, uh, awaiting this afternoon's Wellington uh, Wellington Adelaide game where Wellington can reclaim top spot. But, um, you know, <laughs> when you look back and the Mariners were zero from four to start the season, new coach mm. Mark Jackson, um, Montgomery left the scene uh, late in the preseason piece and uh, and now they're flying high, top of the table, um, level points with, um, with Wellington. So they're there on goal difference at the moment, but they're mounting a huge, huge challenge uh, to defend their grand final title and maybe even... Um, scoop that with uh, the Premier's plate as well. Hey, Mossy, uh, we've got to get moving to the news, but Australia's national sporting team, without a doubt now, are the Matildas, and Most they popular, did what they had to do. Most popular. Oh, <laughs> mate. They... Do you reckon? I think they are. Mate, oh, yeah. I think the Matildas. They sell out everywhere they go. Yeah. Mate, they are yeah. dead set. Yeah. Dead set. People love them. Mm. Yeah, I was being facetious, of course. They are the darlings of Australian sport. And, uh, you know, for 54,000 people to pack Marvel Stadium for essentially what was a dead rubber. Um, Just you know, to we, flog we, someone, we, I know. We were, yeah, that's right. It was it was a glorified training run, really. Um, and there was 54,000 fans there. And great to see them, uh, you know, the number of young kids that are inspired by them. And uh, Michelle Heyman, that is a great story. She yeah. scored four goals in 64 minutes across two legs. Uh, hasn't played for the team in six years. Hasn't scored in eight years before this two-leg series. Um, and she she's a great story because she was there when the Matildas weren't the most popular team in Australian sport. She's come back in when they are. So she's a, a great example of the... the um, the great divide from the old days to, to now, and I think it's just a wonderful story. But now they're in the Olympics. They have to medal. They really have to medal to capitalise on the um, the talent that the Matildas have got at their beck and call. Yeah. Um, they've got to be on the dive. It's their in, moment, in isn't it? It's their time. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Got to for get sure. Especially medal. when Aussies yeah. are winning 
yeah. kids, and people don't understand how hard it is, and they'll just go, oh, how come they didn't win a medal? This anyway. is their chance, yeah. Hey, um, Moss, we've got two games to complete this weekend's round of the A-League. Wellington Phoenix take on Adelaide United. Brisbane take on Melbourne Victory. But um, where are we going with Mossy's multi for the weekend? They're both in my uh, multi. First of all, I've got a same game for the big Manchester derby. Manchester City to win, both teams to score. De Bruyne, anytime goal scorer. I announced that one on Friday morning uh, on air, so I'm sticking with that one for tomorrow morning. So Melbourne City to win, both teams to score. De Bruyne, anytime goal scorer. And then the uh, three-game multi, uh, Wellington to beat Adelaide. Brisbane and Melbourne victory to draw. I don't think uh, Brisbane will get all three points up there, nor victory. I think there'll be a, a draw up there. And, of course, that uh, Manchester City to beat uh, Man U as the third league. So Wellington into a draw in Brisbane into Manchester City to beat Manchester United. Hey, terrific, Mossy. Hey, Rangers suffered a shock loss at home overnight, 2-1 against Motherwell. So it opens the door for Celtic. They play Hearts tonight. If Celtic win, they go back on top. So uh, Rangers, they should have clinched that one, but that's the way sport goes. Mossy, appreciate your time as always on a Sunday morning. We'll talk next week. Good on you guys. Have a great day. A little bit of magic. How good is that? He's done a blinding time. What a way to bring a plunges. A cracking try. Deep room on the mountaintop. You could hear a pin shot. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care, and I'm just a devil with love to spare. So, Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! Let's just to set the scene again, Brenny, because our next guest coming live from Las Vegas is the ARL chairman, Peter Volandi, is on the line. Peter, good afternoon in Las Vegas, and we can't wait for the footy to start, but from what we have seen and read, it's Las Vegas is going wild for rugby league. Good morning. Good afternoon, Peter. Oh, good morning, good afternoon. I'm <laughs> yeah, not sure yeah. what time zone I'm in at the moment, but... <laughs> No, look, it's exceeded all expectations, Ray. Everywhere I walk, it's just a rugby league fan. And I've just run into two people that are celebrating a birthday and they've come from Vancouver to watch the match. Uh, yesterday, I was in the street and the, I had these Jamaican people waving at me and I thought they've confused me for Danny DeVito, but they were actually <laughs> NRL fans. So, um, uh, and, you know, and then right behind them, they had 50 French people that were... Uh, uh, also here, you know, in a tour. And yeah. so they've come from all around the world, but there's 14,000 Australians, and I think I've run into every single one of them. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's such a success, PBS. Neil Breen here. How are you, mate? Yeah, Neil. Good, good thanks, Neil. Mate, Las Vegas tourism might start paying you to yeah. bring games there. Well, they, they have paid us to bring this one too. So I think next when we first came here, they knew nothing or little about us, and... Um, they, they just thought we were fly-by-nighters. Fly I think that we've certainly got their attention now, put mm. it that way, and I think we'll, we'll do a much better deal next time um, uh, we negotiate with them uh, on a rights fee. Now, Peter, is it right that 45,000 tickets have been sold now and with the the walk-up supposedly at the five, you could get 50,000 today? Look, that's, we're hopeful of that. Um, unfortunately, the weather's turned on us here. It's 
very windy and the airport's shut, so there's going to be a few people that are going to be disappointed that we're coming in late because uh, the wind is extraordinary. It, it, it can blow you away and, and a little bit of rain, but that's the beauty of Allegiant Stadium. It's a closed mm, roof, indoors. so it's not going it, to be a problem once you get there, but it's getting there that's going to be the problem. It's very, very windy. There's something you've been really hot on, PVL, and that is stadiums, infrastructure, when you go there and you see Allegiant Stadium, you know, here we've we've rebuilt Allianz. It's fantastic, but there's no roof. Everyone's still blueing about the old Olympic Stadium, what we should do there. In Queensland, they're in a state of flux over what to do about the Olympics mm. and what to build. You go there and you see the state-of-the-art stuff. You've got to be in it to win it, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I think it's underrated how much you need suburban stadiums because they're an asset for the community. Um, they bring the tribes together. You walk outside your front house and you can walk to the ground. That, that, that's how uh, you're successful. And in every other country in the world, they've got those stadiums. Like this stadium here is just something to, to witness. It's, it's magnificent. And people think, oh, we've got to put it in education, put it in health. Of course you do. But there's, you don't put 100% of the budget into those areas. You've got to put it into other infrastructure that attracts tourism dollars and has economic stimulus. And suburban stadiums pay for themselves. The Combank at Parramatta, one of the best stadiums, has already paid for itself. Mm. So it's, it's not as though it's costing the taxpayers a lot of money to have this infrastructure. We need to have um, venues, not just sporting venues, other things in, in Sydney um, that can pay for themselves. And one of the key things, just on the stadiums, yeah. one of the key things when you went to Las Vegas was it's all well and good to take a game to the States, but you can't play at the local university or whatever. You've mm. got to play at the big stadium. And I, I heard some talk about, oh, AFL should look at it and go to Las Vegas. There'd be nowhere for them to play. The p- fact that you can play in the state-of-the-art stadium is key. Absolutely. I don't know what AFL is, but <laughs> the stadium might be too small for them, I think. Um, that's that, That's a... That's the beauty of that. So, um, look, I think that we're going to open the door for a lot of sports to come over to uh, to Vegas in, in some way or fashion because it really does lift your profile immensely. I mean, the, the amount of coverage we have here locally and in America has been extraordinary. Sorry, Pal, I was going to ask you about the coverage that it's receiving in the American press because back home it's getting saturation coverage. It's extraordinary. But is there cut through with the American media? Yes, there is. Um, we've, we've been on the local breakfast shows here in Vegas, we're, and, and our game tonight is on Fox One, one of the biggest sporting channels in, in the US. So, you know, we've been given every opportunity. We've been in the New York Post. Um, the Russell Crowe video on explaining the rules has been an enormous success, over a million views all around the world. So uh, I don't think we've ever lifted the profile of the sport this mm. much ever. And, and, and you've got to remember, this is year one. People are telling me next year it won't be 14,000. It'll be closer to 30 or 40,000 Australians coming. So, you know, everyone's just waited to see if it was going to be successful. Well, I think it's exceeded all expectations. The fan night the other night, uh, I was just so proud of the NRL staff. That's one of the greatest um, functions I've been to. It was just magical. Uh, being in the middle of Las Vegas, having 5,000 or well, some people thought it was closer to 10,000 people um, cheering the, all the four teams on was extraordinary. Peter, one of your areas of expertise, obviously, is in wagering, and and that's one of the, the longer plays out of this Las Vegas experiment, if you want to call it an experiment. Is rugby league up in sports books in Las Vegas? Where are you at with that? Look, it has, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a minor sport at the moment as far as sports wagering is concerned, and we, we want to change that. 
because we're in the right time zone, that we compete against table tennis, and table tennis is generating hundreds of millions of dollars in turnover. Yeah. Um, so we're in the right time zone. It's just a matter of getting the best uh, platform to do it in. You, you know, do we give it exclusively to one wagering operator? Do we do it to a number? We're, we're negotiating at the moment, and, and again, this has brought us um, to the table, whereas before we couldn't. Mm. Uh, they've seen us. They've seen the exposure we can get. They can. They can now can see the potential where. You mentioned the word rugby league, and they just look at you uh, dumbfounded. Now they know what it is. They actually are engaged. It's incredible. Uh, Peter, I understand all the CEOs for all the clubs are now in Las Vegas, and I, I dare say they've looked at what this success of 2024 has been like. they have all be making their pitch to, to go back next year. When do you decide which four clubs are playing in Las Vegas next year. And Dean, we had Dean Ritchie on earlier. He said, why not go to Las Vegas twice a year? He's having such a good time. He wants to go back, Pete. But, <laughs> but um, seriously, I, I dare say you'll stick with the four teams. When we make that call, who will play there next year? Look, we, we, uh, we want to make it early because people really need as much notice as possible to make their arrangements. So uh, I said to, the, uh, to our CEO, Andrew Abdo, that we need to make a decision very quickly. And look, the clubs that are here now have already requested they come back, so <laughs> it makes it a bit difficult. But um, and, you know, who knows, we might have a, a three-header instead of a two-header. We'll just, we'll just see uh, the results of this, the financial um, impact of it, uh, and then we'll make the decisions. But we will certainly be making them very, very early, so our fans have got plenty of time to make their arrangements. And so... Just your gut feel and expectation for the day, Peter. Obviously, you're on the ground there. You've seen all the hype. The weather's a factor. What do you actually think is going to happen today? Look, I, I'm not really sure, Neil, to be honest. I, I've, it's like you're expecting a baby. You just don't know what's going to happen. Or uh, I'm always positive. I, I just hope everything goes right. You know, I'll just be glad when it's all over tomorrow and, and we've had no incidents and no problems um, and then it's a success for me. But uh, the next 24 hours will we'll be telling for us here mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Uh, who's coming today, Peter, in terms of celebrity? I think I heard you interviewed on one of the TV channels and you said there are American politicians uh, likely to come, uh, movie stars, I think Hugh Jackman's likely to be there, etc. Can you give us a, a quick pricey of who's expected to be at the ground today? Uh, look, 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 we've got some very important um, US politicians. One... Uh, is uh, the, the, probably one of the closest friends of the president, uh, and, and he's going to be there. And he actually gave us a talk yesterday about American politics, and he was uh, absorbing, um, listening to what what is happening over here. And as and he's been given special projects by the so he'll be there. Uh, we had the chief, the ex chief of staff of uh, Donald Trump, also yesterday. Um, there's a number of celebrities that are coming. We've got some very big media executives, not only um, from Australia but from worldwide. And, and then there's all these uh, actors and actresses. But I think, um, unfortunately, Hugh Jackman has been... Uh, he was here uh, yesterday, but I think he has had to make an emergency situation back to New York. So I'm okay. not sure if he's coming tonight. Oh, that'd be a bit disappointing. Oh, the he, Seagulls... He'll, he'll miss it. He's their number one man. <laughs> he's yeah, their... he, 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 he might think they're going to lose. I don't know. So he might want to be around when they uh, if they get beat by South. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Peter, you're just saying you'll get back home and you'll crunch the numbers, etc. To see, um, obviously, it's a huge investment for the NRL in the season opener over there in Las Vegas. What is a pass mark, and what do you say? Right, this is a success. We can build on whatever happens today and last week or so. 
Well, the, for us, it hasn't been that expensive. You know, we spent a fair bit of money just launching the season. So, um, so as far as expense is concerned, it's gone. It's well under what people are expecting, because we've all, we've generated some you know revenue from the from the sale of tickets to the ground and the match. Uh, we've got sponsorships um, from a number of organisations. Plus, we've got the uh, Las Vegas uh, Tourist Bureau. So. Mm. Um, but for me, the result will be how many new subscriptions we get to watch NRL in America, and if we can finalise a deal with the wagering operator. That, that, and then, look, I don't, I'd nev- I've never expected it was going to uh, knock the house down uh, in, in year one. In these sort of things, you've got to do it over a three to four to five-year period. I think by year five, this will be a massive event, um, and you'll be getting 30,000, 40,000 Australians coming to it, and hopefully we're going to get... Uh, you know, a few million viewers in America, and there's and there's 340 million people in America. So, even if we just got one percent of that, that's a, you know, that would be more subscribers than we have in Australia. So well, the the potential the potential is unlimited if we implement it and and stay on the journey. It's interesting you say it hasn't cost you as much as you thought in the first year because it'll only get cheaper from here because now that sponsors and everyone mm. have seen how big it They'll is, they want on, they want to join. You know, you'll be able to sell it. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, I mean, I was just saying to Andrew Abdo when they put the field out, I said, geez, our sponsors are getting this cheap. They're going to get, you know, millions <laughs> exposure. To, um, I, I thought they could have thrown in a few, you know, a few more chicken nuggets, Kentucky Fried. But anyway, we'll just we'll talk to them when we get back. Um, hey, Peter, Damo from Orange has got a special request. Can you ask Peter Valandis, can the Bulldogs go in 2026? As I'm turning 50, I'm going to Vegas for my birthday. That's from Damo from Orange. Well, 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 tell Damo I'll do my best for him, and uh, and, and I hope he has a very happy 50th birthday. But I, actually, I had an, a, another person email me during the week if we could put the one of the races on a bit later in the afternoon because he was getting married at three o'clock and he wanted to watch the race. I know. So yeah. I don't know where he, uh, I don't know where his priorities were, but anyway, well, the race on at three twenty-five. He scratched from Sydney and ran in Melbourne. The horse ran second, actually, Pete. So, oh, I, I, so, you, so, so you do know about that? I one, do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I chased it up. I spoke to the lovely bloke, and um, his wife actually had a horse run at Newcastle, her first horse as well. So um, she watched her race, but. Um, they should have got married uh, on Friday. Had a honeymoon yeah. at the track. Got the no, no. Right. What, the, what, what they should have done was get married at Sky Channel. That would have been fixed the problem. You could have watched it either, every TV. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, we've got Buzz coming on very shortly. Pete, any dirt on what Phil Buzz, Rothfield and Dean Rich have been doing over there? Oh, no, mate. What what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, <laughs> oh. Ray. You know that. And um, um, No, but I can tell you that uh, Buzz and, 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 and Richie are having a great time, as is, as is everybody. I think they've... It's actually surprised them how good it is here, and um, um, I think that they've already booked for next year. Oh no, no doubt there. But I think um, Buzz has even taken uh, Dino clothes shopping for new shirts and jackets. It is it seems bloody cold over there, Pete. Um, actually, it's not too bad. Uh, it's, it's not as cold as I expected it, but geez, it's windy. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not that cold really, and uh, and the clothes are so cheap over here. That's that's the thing that it, it, uh, even with the Australian dollar being at sixty five cents, it's, it's still some bargains to be had for uh, for Dino and Buzz. What, one of the tough things for yourself and Andrew Abdo and all the executives will be now to get your feet back on the ground because the rest of round one continues next <laughs> Thursday. Like this is only the start of thirty weeks of mayhem. Well, well, see, the, poor, the AFL thought that this was round one, so they put their round on early, but didn't realise that we actually have a, a number of um, games ourselves next week. So that, that's the... Uh, um, now, look, I, I just think this is going to be one of the real exciting seasons, and 
if, if the Vegas thing's any indication, I, I, we've got a lot to look forward to. Oh, we certainly have, Pete. I think everyone who enjoys their sport and enjoys their rugby league can't wait for the kick-off this afternoon. Of course, the first game is on Fox. That's at one thirty when... Uh, uh, Manly take on South Sydney. Then at 3.30pm, Fox will also show Roosters and Broncos. That'll be on free-to-air on Channel 9. The build-up's been enormous, Peter. Best of luck uh, today in Las Vegas. We'll all be watching back home. Thank you, and I've just put a few dollars on the red for you, Ray. Oh, good on you, mate. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> See you later. There's Peter Valandis. He's in a casino somewhere, but no, I doubt that very much. Um, so it, it seems that all the sponsors that have jumped on board at the point that you raised, Brini. So what will happen now is because I know that Fiji Airlines came on board with flights and things like that. There's going to be ma- massive competition there now. Mm. Like I can't imagine that other airlines will want the opportunity to go. Yep. I know that Qantas, I think Virgin flies the NRL players around Australia and I don't know how many flights they do the United States, but other airlines will want to get involved. Hotels over there will want to get involved because Resorts World's obviously done well out of it because a lot of the teams and the players and the fans are mm. staying at Resorts World. There's any number of hotels in Las Vegas yeah. that All along might the strip go, there. hey, you know, we'll get them here. Because if you can capture massive eyeballs in Australia, it's a big yeah. market for Las Vegas. And there was understandable reticence from some about whether this would work. And I think some NRL clubs and CEOs sort of mm. sat back. And you even indicated maybe Channel 9 probably weren't as all in as they wanted to be. Mm. 2025, everyone wants in now. Yeah, absolutely. And they'll be able to add it now as an extra thing to sell in the broadcast deal. Mm. Not so much that it's extra games, but hey... This thing's huge. Everyone watches it. And, and obviously, Fox League has done well by getting the two games and Channel 9's kind of only got the one game. Mm. They'll say, okay, well, there's a premium on the two games in Las Vegas that you have to pay in a broadcast deal. That, that's This is what uh, Peter Volandi's his whole shtick across both sports that he runs has been. Mm. Big event-based stimulus for racing, which is where the Everest and all those things came out of, and now in rugby league. We've got these assets to sell, but we can just roll from Saturday to Saturday with the same pattern and the same program in racing that we have forever, and we'll just put one foot in front of the other. And in rugby league, we can just have round one and round Mm. two, and we can just do this, and then we get to the finals, we have origin in the middle, or we can add. You've got to add, and the only way to get more revenue is to add got to try things if it doesn't work so, so some if it works fantastic work, some yeah. things don't work in life you know and, and but other things work spectacularly mm. this looks like it's going to be and if, if you can if you can put the las vegas thing on f- for no cost mm. and you get sponsors and everyone to meet all the costs it's cost, a no-brainer the fact that they got las vegas tourism to fork out money in year one is Mm. is mind-blowing. And Fox 1, is it over there? Fox 1 is showing the game live. Fox 1 is showing and, and that's obviously because uh, Peter Volandis and the NRLs worked hard at establishing a relationship uh, with Lachlan Murdoch, who came to Australia in the early 90s. He went to the Courier Mail in Brisbane. He fell in love with the Broncos yep. as a young man. News Corporation are the majority shareholders of the Brisbane Broncos, which is a publicly listed company, which basically means Lachlan's the number one guy in that operation because he's the worldwide That's champion. A head start, isn't it? And, and 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 what you'll find is it's competitive. Mm. So News Corp is happy to build that relationship with Rugby League with a view to future rights. What mm. they want to do with buying the free to wear or buying the this 
And Peter Volandi's job in rugby league is to create competition for the television rights. Yep, 100%. which is why they need an eighteenth team. So they have got nine rounds to sell, and nine matches. And to he's sell. talking twenty teams now. In and talking 20, yeah, I'm a bit worried about 20 for yeah. just for player depth, but anyway. Just a quick update before we go to a break in. The, the day four is underway in New Zealand. New Zealand are three for 126, Revenger 59, Mitchell 24. So Australia looking to get that breakthrough. Listening to Brini and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. On the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas. And as just mentioned, it's the first session of day four of the first cricket test between Australia and New Zealand in Wellington. The Black Caps, four for 126. They're chasing a target of 369 for the victory. Just a few hours away now till the start of the 2024 NRL season. Manly versus Brisbane at 1.30. South play the Roosters at 3.30 and that's AED time. And in case you have been living under a rock, the doubleheader is at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, around 45,000 expected. A few challenges ahead for the teams. The field is five metres narrower and six metres shorter than a normal rugby league field. The ball is smaller, heavier and fatter. Eight-year-old Think It Over proved he is still one of the nation's best racehorses when he held off the favourite, Fangirl, to win Sydney's first Group 1 race of the year, the Very Elegant Stakes at Royal Randwick yesterday. The other Group 1 on the Randwick program, the Surround Stakes, was won by the Waterhouse Bot-trained Tropical Squall. It was a big day for the stable when their unbeaten two-year-old Storm Boy led all the way to win the Skyline Stakes, confirming his favouritism for the Golden Slipper in three weeks' time. At Flemington Southport Tycoon, trained by Kieran Ma and ridden by Jamie Carr, won the Australian Guineas. And Miracle Mile qualifiers last night at Tabcourt Park, Menangle. Speak the Truth won the Group 2 Cordina Sprint, thus earning a spot. Spirit of St Louis finished second to also go through. And in the Group 1 Chariots of Fire, Frankie Ferocious and Sooner the Better went 1-2 and they are both also through to the Miracle Mile. A huge upset in Super Rugby Pacific last night when the Waratahs beat the Crusaders 37-24 in the Super Round at Amy Park. It's the first time in 10 years the defending champs have lost their first two games of a season. Coach Rob Penny said it is a big learning curve for his squad. In the other match, a tight one, Moana Pacifica 39 beat Fiji and Drua 36. Sydney FC won the Sydney Derby in A-League Men's at Combank Stadium last night. The Sky Blues defeated Western Sydney 4-1 to go to fifth on the ladder while the Wanderers are in sixth. Central Coast 1 beat Newcastle nil. The Mariners are on top of the table. Western United 1 beat Perth nil. Alex Dimonor plays Casper Ruud this afternoon in the final of the Mexican Tennis Open. The Aussie is the defending champ. While at the Dubai Dubai Championships final this morning, Hugo Humbert beat Alexander Bublik in straight sets. The World Athletics Championships is on this morning in Glasgow and Aussie Jessica Hull ran an area record to finish fourth in the final of the 3,000 metres. While Olympic silver medalist Nicola Oleslagas won gold in the women's high jump yesterday morning, jumping 1 metre 99. She became the fifth Australian woman to win a world indoor title alongside Sally Pearson, Melinda Gaines for Taylor, Tamsin Lewis and Kerry Saxby. 
Max Verstappen has taken out the first Formula One Grand Prix of the year in Bahrain. The world champ went into the race the clear favourite and won by 22 seconds. Teammate Sergio Perez was second and Carlos Sainz was third. Of the Aussies, Oscar Piastri finished eighth, Daniel Ricciardo 13th. The race is a Saturday race, as will be next weekend's Saudi Arabia Grand Prix because of the Islamic holy month of Ramadan. Aussie Hannah Green is eight under. She's two off the lead in outright second, heading into today's final round of the Women's World Golf Championships in Singapore. Fellow Aussie Grace Kim is six off the lead in a tie for 12th. Japan's Aoki Furur leads at 10 under. And in English Premier League, overnight Brentford and Chelsea 2 all, Everton 1, West Ham 3, Fulham 3, Brighton 0, Newcastle 3 0 over Wolves, Not Forest 0, Liverpool 1, Tottenham 3, Crystal Palace 1, Luton 2, Aston Villa 3. So during the week, uh, there was a great lift out in the Telegraph with 18 experts giving their tips of, mm. of going ahead. And um, out of the 18, 10 have picked Penrith to win. The sea, I mean the Premiership. Really, the next best was three, the Broncos. Also three for the Roosters and two for the Rabbitohs. So there's your top four: okay. Penrith, Broncos, Roosters, and Rabbitohs. Of the Wooden Spoon, nine have picked the Dragons. Eight, nine, eight, Dragons. The, eight, the, the the West Tigers, and Travis Maine from the Courier Mail, Dan, uh, Neil, called you Dino, Neil, picked the Raiders. So he mustn't be very good friends with Ricky. Did Parramatta populate him? No. Um, Nathan, make, make the eight at least? No. Um, only six of the 18 have Parramatta making the top eight. Parramatta making you the eight. You don't either, Neil. You don't no, have them. No, I, I don't okay. have no. them. I don't have them in the eight. Uh, if Brown and Moses stay fit, they're the best. You could argue almost the best seven six combo in the comp. That, two years ago, they made the grand final. They I beat Penrith for fun. No, but last year was just actually last year. To be honest, with Parramatta, two things cost them dearly: um, Dylan Brown and, and the Suspensions. whole the, the whole drama with with what went on at the Golden Chief Hotel, mm. and then silly Madison. Oh, you know, start taking the, the four-week yeah. suspension instead of paying the fine. I know, and, and, and Lane's injury, and Sean and, Lane got done injured. Just, he was that, yeah. It was yeah. it was suspensions and um and injuries. And, RCG and, suspensions. And, yeah, season. that was the, towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Only one win out of the eight. I, I, yeah. I'll say yeah. this because because I'll travel a long way to watch rugby league. I love going to watch rugby league games. I always take my boy with me. The best trip you can do, like from wherever you live in Sydney. Is is go to Combank Stadium on a we Sunday afternoon or a Saturday evening or Sunday. Nothing better. We it love is it, a yeah. great stadium. stadium. Yes, it's it's it purpose built for rugby league. Yep. There's nothing better, is it? It, it is just brilliant. on that western side where there's the corporate level. If you're mm-hmm. lucky enough to go to the corporate level, you walk in off the concourse outside, straight into the level where you're watching the football. Yeah, and, the, no, yeah. and I've I've been on the eastern side with. Tickets I've bought and sat up the back, and you, mm. it's, it's a great view. We love it. Yeah, and yeah. W- and between the train station, when you've got a nine-year-old boy, between the stra- train station and Parramatta Stadium is a Maccas. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now so on the way, all good. important. All well, important. I'm, I'm, we've got members too. I missed the first game because it's Canterbury Power. No, we were thinking of the. When we getting the um the Dave Warner helicopter to come and get you? No, no, it's on Saturday five thirty. Yeah, I'm at Is it next Saturday? Yeah, yeah. So I missed the first game. Yeah. 
I think Neil and Harry Breen will be attending that little gym. Oh, you're, you're way bit ten. Hey, ten, quickly. Um, Stu just said, did I just hear Tanya say the ball in today's Vegas game is smaller, rounder, and heavier? It certainly yeah, is, isn't that's it? Yeah, what, that's what they said on Fox Sports yeah, yesterday. Yes, why the change? I'm not sure why the change, Stu, but I did actually see that report as well. They reckon it's better for kicking. Yes, yes, mm. indeedy. Now, just quickly, you mentioned earlier, uh, Neil, the situation in Bahrain with Christian Horner. Not something you really want to highlight, but it is dominating the headlines over the last couple of days. Um, so Red Bull, Max Verstappen won overnight, no surprise. Um, they've all packed up. They're moving off to Saudi Arabia. Mm. Um, however, the press coverage there was huge centered around Christian Horner and his dramas oh, yeah, yeah. where a female employee if you don't know a female employee made a complaint against him for coercive behavior um, it was investigated by Red Bull he was cleared he has denied it so they just thought that would be the end of it mm. move on so Jerry he, uh, Horner also known as Halliwell also known as Ginger Spice got <laughs> was relieved got on a private jet on Friday to go to Bahrain and whilst she was in the air 79 text messages and photographs that were apparently exchanged between him and the complainant were sent from an anonymous email to 149 F1 figures, including the boss of the FIA. And Max Verstappen's father got a copy of it as well, Joss, strangely enough. Um, Apparently grubby and suggestive as best. I haven't seen the full extent of them. I read them all. I I saw them... I saw a whole chunk of them. They were just, a, you know, a guy at night trying to entice this woman he was having an affair with to FaceTime him. And so it's been established he's had an affair, and, is, it, is that right? Yeah. And well, then he denied, he denied it. He denied oh. it and he was cleared. And then, then the text came out. And, and in the text that the female is saying to him, I thought you were unhappy at home. You know, it's different if you're not unhappy at home. And... Basically, to, without being crude about it, Christian Horner took up an affair with this woman. He didn't want to leave his wife, but he just wanted to have his cake and eat it too. Basically, mm. so he that's was, basically the story. He was cleared of coercive behaviour. That's what the, ah, the the complainant had okay. accused him of. So you know, they thought that that this would all move on. Unfortunately, um, the F one governing body said it is discussing the matter. Because there is a code of conduct uh, for the FIA stating that any words, deeds or writings that have caused moral injury or loss to the FIA, its bodies, its members, executive officers, etc., etc. So basically, um, you know, taking the sport into disrepute. Yeah. That, yeah, that is a rule. And Mercedes team principal Toto Wolff um, is one of the voices uh, within the, uh, the teams, and also the chief executive of McLaren, Zach Brown. They've both called for the FIA to look into the matter. Gee. I mean, they, so they, they see this as a probably a way of getting back at yeah. Red Bull. It's not you dead know? in the water oh, for yet. sure. Yeah. It's a chick in the armour at Red Bull yeah. who've yeah. dominated on the track. And Yeah. So, But Jerry did turn up. Uh, apparently, it's reported that Christian's mother did ring her and ask her to to – put on a unified front and and see her husband uh, through this. Yeah, Mm. Uh, Some of her friends have reportedly said kicking to the curb. So (laughs) she was – she's in the air and then she thinks everything's fine and clear. Yeah, and so they walked hand in hand, um, a unified front down the the straight. Um, She didn't look happy. 
she, he kissed her at one stage, gave her a quick kiss. Mm. You know, the, the you know photographers. I mean, that's what they all wanted, I suppose. But um, I wonder what's going on now. Yeah, exactly. Just a quick one, Tan. Um, Lion has struck. Got Blundell cheaply. Is it? They've gone upstairs for an LBW appeal against Phelps. This will be huge. New Zealand currently five for one twenty-eight. He's walking, I think. He's out. Six for 128, so a straight line is doing the right thing. Quick one here. Nathan ten. Lyon, top scored um, in the in the innings 41. Yeah. It's spin bowler. Top sc- is the top scoring batsman. Was it the second innings? And he's bowling a straight <laughs> victory. Yeah. There it is. Yep, bowl. Quick one. Morning, Ray and Brian. A huge thanks to Tanya for providing my weekly highlight with her comprehensive sports update. This, that's from Glenn from Newcastle. He's also said mm. valet to Lee Morn, a Newcastle sports legend who sadly lost his health battle during the week. Glenn, so oh, thanks for giving sad. us that update that there. Is really Very sad, sad news. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Tan. Well, a couple of other SMSs. Um, Manly Man Owl has got a different take on life. Um, Brenny says, Ray, the ball was bigger, not because of the cost of living. It's inflation. He's very good, manly man now. And Ryan, has he got five for thirty in this innings? Yeah, and New Zealand now six for one twenty-eight. Phillips is a big. He was top scorer in the first innings. Phillips, he had a terrific knock. And yep, line is going great guns. Ryan says, Ray, have you been drinking already in anticipation for the Vegas games by saying that Brown and Mose are the best halves in the comp? Brini, give him an uppercut. Best 7-6 combo, but you can argue yes or no. You can argue if you Cleary want. Cleary or Luai, whatever. But, <laughs> Cleary and Luai if Brown and Moses stay bad. fit and are on the paddock, the Reynolds Eels... Reynolds and Ezra Mam aren't too bad. Yeah, if Brown and Moses stay fit and on the paddock, the Eels will go a long, long way to Making the to making the eight okay. and being a very, very competitive team. The, the thing is, when you try and do an eight, so sit down, write all 17 teams down mm. and try and make an eight, it's very difficult. You, okay, you can put a line through West Tigers, St. George, Illawarra. I'd say probably Dolphins. And then I don't know if you can put a line through any other team. So you've got to get an eight out of the other yeah. 14. And most years has a bolter that no one picks, That's right. that makes the top eight. Who, who could that bolter be this year? Could it yeah. be the dogs? Could it? Is it could the it Titans? The, Does Des yeah. just the Cowboys do the come business. back? The, the Dragons sneak in. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a quick break. Listen to Dino and uh, Dino Brini and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. We're coming back with Phil Buzzrothfield. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. That's Faith Hill. Let's go to Vegas. Bring. Well, Faith Hill's very good. And let it ride. Let it ride. She what married a great Tim movie. McGraw, the, Did she? the country McGraw, star. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have to Google Tim McGraw, what he looks like, but all I know is he's... Um, he wears a hat, doesn't he? He's very lucky to be married to Faith Hill, yeah. put it that way. Um, he says Let It Ride there. In, remember Let It Ride, the movie? What a great oh, movie. Oh, yeah. One of the all-time What a movie. Movies. Yeah. Our next guest, he's been in Vegas for a week. I wonder if he's let it ride a few times on the on the casino, at the casino. Phil Buzz, Rothfield Buzz, good afternoon. I think it is over in Vegas. 
Yes, it is, mate. Uh, good morning, um, listeners, Australia. Um, mate, great excitement here. Countdown to the kickoff. Um, we're probably about, what, three or four hours away. And um, the build up, as Bulldog probably told, has just been sensational. The NRL have done a great job so far, and now we just need a couple of decent games of footy, mm. and um, we'll be back home and, yeah, resuming hostilities next week. <laughs> Hey, now, Buzz, before we get into the footy and the anticipation of the day and everything, it's Breenie here. Mate. Hey, Breenie. Mate. Now, Bulldogs puts you under the bus, right? He's Has put it? up, yeah, he's put up a tweet a or shock. an X or whatever <laughs> about how you finally shouted breakfast and this mm. and this. This is coming from the bloke who owes John O'Shea dinner for about two, two years. years yeah. Anyway, he's got a photo up of the breakfast you bought, but we couldn't yeah. stop laughing because you shouted in Brekkie. In one oh, of the Denny's. great food places in the world, Las Vegas, you went to Denny's. Mate, can I tell you? Yeah. And this is the honest truth, hand on heart. There are you guys have been to Vegas. There are so many good cafes, eateries in the major casinos along the Strip. We're staying at a really nice place, the Hilton. Yeah. Resort World. There are a stack of places to get a good coffee and a feed. Not necessarily good coffee, but breakfast. So the dog says to me yesterday morning, he said, let's go over the road for, let's go over the road for a bite to wait for breakfast. I said, yeah, sweet, where are we going? He said, oh, just over the road. So we wander over, we go past Ross Menswear. You've seen that play? He loves shopping there. Yeah. Um, he saw the shirts, and then, yeah. Um, then I can see a Demi's a couple of doors down there, and he marched me into there. Oh, and Dino's I, call. I, Mate, I had absolutely no choice. Where he said, "Oh, mate, it's good," you know. Well, last time I was here, you know, for ten days, I I ate here seven mornings. It sounds like Dino. Oh my goodness! I've got you, Bill. Here, mate, when they, oh, mate, I blew up when they brought the meal out. You know, I said, "Dog, what have you done, mate?" You know. Hang on, you, you, um, hang on. There's a coffee, a hot tea, and an orange juice each. Yeah. There's an all-American slam, which is three scrambled eggs with cheddar cheese, two beef bacon strips, two sausage links, yeah. hash man. browns yeah. and choice of bread. Oh. And then I didn't have a hash brown. I didn't have a hash brown. Hang on. Then there was a French <laughs> slam, which yeah. was two thick slices of our fabulous French toast with two eggs, two yeah. beef bacon strips, two sausage links, <laughs> except this was three slices of French toast. Gee, Dino's yeah. gone off. I, yeah, look, look, I'll I'll tell you something. You know, in America, wherever you go, you got a tip, right? Yes. You, you've got to you got to leave something there. I refused to at this place. I just got out as quick as I could in the seat, and I paid the bill. Fifty bucks. And, yeah, fifty. That's US. Have you got a currency changer there, mate? It's about seventy-five dollars. Yeah. And mate, I refused to hit the tip button. <laughs> what well, the food was I no just... food was no good, Buzz. Or what? Oh, mate, seriously. Dog thought it was all right, but you know he's not quite as. Yeah, he thought those shirts he was looking at were all oh, right. Anyway, hey, Buzz, you've been. Buzz, yeah, can we talk some footy? Yeah, yeah or, you've been to Allegiant he... Stadium. I've seen the photos. How does it look? What do you make of today? Oh, uh, Brainy, I've never been more excited. Can I? Can, and I'm being serious here. It is. Is just the countdown is is just so intense. The build up has been so good, 
as you probably saw the shots on television and social media back there, the fan fest was just next mm. level, off the charts, brilliant. It really was, and to see so many fans in the street, this is going to get bigger, 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 and I think Peter Volandis is right. In about five years' time, it'll be part of the NRL calendar uh, forever. I'm told there's other clubs now, having seen how well it's gone, how smoothly it has, have keen to put their hand up and come across here. Manly and the Roosters want to be permanent um, fixtures here. I don't know how that's going to work out. But look, the bottom line is, though, we've got two games of footy. Um, there's yeah. a lot of speculation about the size of the field, and it's 13% less overall than 5 um, 5% in the in-goal area, uh, or length of the field, and 5% in the width. Um, so, look, we've still got to see, you know, what this actual spectacle's going to be like. But these four sides are all serious premiership contenders. And, look, I was a little bit worried about, you know, whether we're going to have enough room to see that, you know, these great fullbacks, you know, Turbo, Reese Walsh, Tedesco, etc., you know, open up and Latrell and and put on a show for the Americans. Look, I, I think it's going to be okay. I really do. And mm. I guess we'll know in a couple of hours. The kicking games are going to be really important. I guess with 40-20s, they might be a little easier to carry carry out. And But, uh, geez, the excitement's at fever pitch. It really is, Bruni. I think back to a lot of the great stuff that's happened in rugby league over the years. And, you know, um, I can still see Arthur Beetson charging down the tunnel at at Suncorp, or Lang Park in 80, and then running out and building Mick Crone and his Parramatta teammate. Um, You know, Magic Ground, Caxton Street on steroids, you know. Jerseys of all the clubs. It's it's like that over here, and... um, yeah, and look, the, the 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 object is to get a foothold into this massive market, 350 million Americans, and I think they're going to like what they see. I, I really do. And uh, but you know, we'll know in a few years' time. It's not about just this afternoon. It's a slow build, but a a long-term project. I reckon the last time. There was a fever pitch excitement about round one. Like, there's always excitement about mm. round one. Don't get us wrong. I reckon it was in 99 when there was a double header because it was the new Olympic Stadium and it was the first yeah. event. 107,000 people turned up. Yep. Yeah. 107, yeah. The fir- mm. It was the first ever event at the yep. Olympic Stadium. Mm. I remember that yes. was fever pitch. Yep. It was, mate. It was, um, yeah, I remember you, you came down from Brisbane to, to do the Olympic. Yeah, and um, we, we had to start a little bit earlier that year, didn't we? But, you know, to, to No, this was, the, I think it was... Oh, the following year. Yeah, the following year they started earlier yeah. and the grand final was in August. In it was the yeah. opening of the new stadium. It was the opening of the yeah. new stadium in 99, I think it was. And I just, it was a big double header and yeah. the, the whole carry on. So, Buzz, you know... They're talking about this fifteen, twenty thousand Aussies. Like a lot of the other seats they've sold, they'd be Aussies who who live in North America who've gone. Oh, I can get down and see the league. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure about that. You know, probably half the half the uh, spectators uh, this afternoon or this evening here 
um, will have come from Australia. And there's a lot here too, two or 3,000 from the north of England, Super League fans there yeah, running around in Hull and Wigan, Jersey, St Helens, etc. Wow. Um, so the other 20,000 are based in America and a lot of expats mm. uh, have flown into Vegas for the occasion. I have a feeling too from just talking to people around the traps here that we'll see, I don't know what percentage, but many Americans come through those turnstiles and watch rugby league for the first time. And it's why it is so important, not just on the Fox 1 coverage here, that they're picking up Fox Sports, it's just important that we do good put games. on a show. Mm. Yeah, we, we put on big hits and show them how tough we are with our helmets and padding and we show them that Saab on one wing is a flyer, you know, and he's big, strong. So we've got to show them Reese Walsh's skills, Latrell's, Teddy's, all the, those players. Yeah. And mm. I'm sure we are going to see a lot of first-time customers, not just at the game, but certainly on television. You mentioned Saab, that's Jason Saab, the manly wing. You've written a piece in What's the Buzz in today's Sunday Telegraph, and he's regarded as the fastest man in, in the NRL anyway, but he's been working on his speed over summer with, as you wrote here, Buzz, with Roger Fabry, the sprint coach guru who's worked with NFL clubs like the Jets, the Cowboys, and the San Diego Chargers. He's got his 100-metre time down to 10.67. That is absolutely yeah. outstanding. And Fabry yeah. has told you, Buzz, that Jason Saab is a perfect prototype to to possibly make the switch to, to the NFL, and there'll be some NFL spies, no doubt, watching today for athletes like Jason Saab who could make that crossover into the NFL. Yeah, no, um, it's a really interesting story. I sat down with Jason, he's 23 years of age and he's developing his rugby league game very impressively. Um, in the last couple of seasons, his body shape's changing too. He's becoming big, strong, muscly, like um, like DK Metcalf, who we've compared mm-hmm. him to the Seattle Hawks superstar. He's on $36 million a year. And look, I really admire you know players like Saab he talks himself up he says we're here to put on a show he thinks he's the best winger in the competition he's on a salary at Brookvale of just $350,000 a year look I think and I got the impression that he's lot much much keener than even what his quotes are telling you in the paper today the reason being he held himself back a little bit is because of his respect for Manly, his respect for his teammates, the campaign they're about to launch themselves on for 2024, but he dead set wants to have a crack here. And um, as Roger Fabrice said, he's worked at three clubs. This guy's 110 kilos. He's 198 centimetres tall, which is six foot six on the old scale. And as you said, he's got a big motor, mm. 10.67. He's, you know, he, he's an athlete, this fellow, and I hope we can see him in some wide open space this afternoon and he gets that opportunity to show the NFL scouts what he's all about. Yeah, mate. I reckon, look, Aussies have had a crack and tried before, Buzz. And, you know, Jared Hayne, you can't sneeze at the fact he played eight games. Mm. You, you can't. It, it, no. It, it was an achievement. 
there's no doubt Aussies and these superstar players could make a go of it in the NFL if yeah. clubs invested the time in them. I, I have absolutely zero doubt at all. Well, yes. imagine Reese Walsh in open oh, play. Gee. Yes. The, the thing is, they grew up without the playbook. That's right. These, the, it's the, just the, the playbook. NRL players. Yeah. And, and it's, it is a complicated game, um, more so for the players because mm. of all the moves and the, you know, the structure and the, you know, the iPad um, homework they get each week. And, um, you know, but, but I, I just love people like Saab who, you know, want to give it a go. And he's mm. so tall. Roger Fabry says his height as a wide receiver yeah. You can get a quarterback thrown to his height. That's what you need. It makes it almost uncontestable for the defensive player who's on yeah. him. Mm. But, look, he's got a long way to go, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, exactly. so, but, you know, good on him for talking himself up and good on him for having a crack. Exactly. Uh, hey, Buzz, we were talking to Peter Volandis earlier. Now, no doubt a lot of clubs probably sat back and, and watched with interest how this year went and now they want to be involved. I know... Um, there's talk of Penrith Panthers going over to Las Vegas next year, and you've written in your column New Zealand Warriors are also tipped to be another of those clubs. Yes. Peter even hinted that there could even be as many as three games, or possibly six teams. Um, any more on that, Buzz? Oh, look, look, there's going to be a, a long queue of clubs wanting to be part of this, um, um, providing this afternoon goes okay. And look, Manly... And the Roosters have already said they want to be a permanent fixture here. Mm. But as much as I love them wanting to be part of the show each year, I think it's only fair that it is shared around the other clubs and that all 17 and in the future 18 get an opportunity to, to you know, to, to play on this stage. And not only four teams each year, but they are very, very close to deciding on bringing an NRLW game as well next year, which would be a situation where the two teams from the grand final would come across and make it a triple header. They'd Mm. play first and you'd have the double header. I spoke to the great Jess Sergis, the New South Wales Gillaroos player at the Sydney Roosters. She's here and I spoke to her yesterday and she's really, really pumped about you know, Americans love female sport. They yeah. they do yeah. it. It's on television in all the sports book areas, and so look whether it comes to six clubs. Or, look, I don't know. Do you played over two days. Yeah. Well, I, I, the other one, Buzz, I was going to ask you too. A couple of our listeners made mention of this. Why not have the World Club Challenge in Las Vegas as well? Yeah. Why not? Mm. You know, uh, just look, have it right, for two days. I, yeah, two days. Have four games, maybe. You know. So yeah. Look. There's no point just coming back in 12 months' time and thinking, you know, is there anything we can do mid-year yeah. here? I, I don't know. It's probably, you know, not feasible because of the travel, etc. But when we get home from this and when we do reviews of the whole project, we've got to, you know, do we bring six? Do we bring women? Do we bring uh, Parramatta? Do we bring Cronulla? Just about every club... It's going to be interesting the first month of the comp, though, and if these teams have any negatives yeah. from being over here for so long, will will everyone else be as keen to do it? So 
It's interesting, yeah. yeah. Hey, Buzz, just Hey, Raymond, yeah. I've done my homework from last like, week. Far so away. Remember, I was in, yep. remember yep. I was in strife about That's not having right. a top eight last year? What's, what's your top I'll, eight, Buzz? Yeah. I've got Panthers on top, Roosters two, Broncos three, Manly four. I'm really impressed about what we, you know, what they what they can do. Storm, Rabbitohs, got to throw the Sharks in at seven. About to say where the Sharkies, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got them at seven. I've got the Dolphins at eight. Okay. Yeah. No, no um, Parramatta. No Parramatta, mate. No um, Warriors. No Warriors. Um, but look, you can't pick them all. Correct. No. You had Farnsworth and you had Flegler to mm. that Dolphins side from last year. Yep. And you can understand why I hooked yeah. them in. Who wins the premiership, Buzz? Uh, um, Penrith only because of Cleary. Okay. I've, I've tipped them to win the Dalian medal as well. No. As I said last week, my, my wooden spoon is the West Tigers. Fair enough. Gee, if Cleary wins the Dalian, they'll, they'll go a long, long way. Hey, Buzz, and quick, just quickly, today's games, of course, the first one, which is on um, Fox at 1.30, Manly versus South, then at 3.30pm, you can watch the Roosters and Broncos on Fox or on free-to-air Channel 9. Who wins both games, Buzz? What I love about these two games of football is everyone can turn on their television, they can arrive at the ground knowing that both matches are more than likely to go down to the wire. They're very hard to pick. They're nearly, it's nearly even money take your pick, in my view, of both games. So I've got Manly beating South, only because South are weakened in the back five without Jack Whiten and Campbell Graham. And in the second game, I've got the Broncos winning. Um, superstar outfit. Um, they showed in the grand final how, um, you know, that, that first 60 minutes, how special they are. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm tipping uh, that, that the Broncos can get the job done the second game. Fantastic, Buzz. Enjoy today. We'll all be watching back home. It's been an extraordinary build-up. Can't wait for the footy, Buzz. Good on you, mate. I'm going to go and find Bulldog now and uh, have words with him. About <laughs> go to a proper brekkie joint today. <laughs> Mate, I have. You know who I went to breakfast with today? Who? Your mate, the mole. Oh, Tony Adams. How about that? He mate, can't, mole, he can't find a trip. Bad, he's just as bad as Bulldog. He left me with a bill too. Funny, oh. funny about Tell him to stop yeah. taking selfies and putting them on Twitter. Oh, mate. Please. It'd be nice if he wrote a story instead of just taking selfies. He <laughs> did some work, Crazy. yeah. No. Hey, good All on right. you, Buzz. Enjoy See today, ya. mate. Thanks for joining us. See you, boys. Bye. There's Bill Buzz Rothfield in Las Vegas. Coming up on Racing HQ with Grant Boyden, Graham White will preview today's country championship Chips heat at Maruya. The meeting at Armadale unfortunately has been postponed due to the state of the track. On Radio Tab, stand by for Pass the Post. The Big Sports Breakfast is back tomorrow morning at 5.30. And if you'd like to revisit any of today's show, go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or iPad. Brenny, thanks so much for filling in for the last two weeks. Always no great fun. We'll see you Wednesday night for News Central. See good, you then. good luck cooking that pie this afternoon with Harry. It'll be one of the greats, mate. One of the greats. Enjoy your Sunday. And enjoy Vegas. Beaver.